Blade Runner systems. We have Ed and Lawrence. Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, guys. Thanks. Welcome to the show. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us for episode 33. I I've thought we were going to start saying the episode numbers. I, I've got to say, it's it's been a long time coming. It has. Right? And I feel yeah. like everything we do is a long time coming at this point. But no, This is literally the longest. This is literally the longest. You guys were one of the first people to reach out to us uh, when we were actually building the podcast. Mm-hmm. And well, we had no idea what we were doing. And we still don't. But we're glad that we came in and circled right back to you now that we're starting season three. And we're just happy to have you on. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much. I, yeah, thanks um, for having us. We like it. I've been listening to it from the get, so it's been fun to see it grow. And um, and now that we're uh, a part of it, it's even more exciting, you know? So, yeah. I mean, you guys must have emailed us after, like, episode two or something. Two, yeah. Which is crazy oh. because our audience was probably about 50 people at that point. <laughs> it doesn't really, it didn't really, it wasn't really about, like, chasing, you know, some sort of, audience or demographic it was more just like connecting with you guys because we could understand you guys were community members you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so it's true always want to kind of like um support that and and we're content generators ourselves you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like it was a pretty good matchup and you know, here we are and we were just trying to figure out like i think everything worked out really well because it's now coming into you guys have had plans for a while and you guys are very deliberate with the way you build your business and the mm-hmm. way you connect with your fans. And I think at this, this is a really cool juncture for you to come on and talk with us um, as you start, you know, getting into the nitty gritty of the Evolve line and yeah, sure. and all the new stuff that you've got coming out. And uh, I think you guys bring a little something different to our community. So I think it's a really good time for you to get out there. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, we want to obviously get those projects in front of, you know, um, people and let them evaluate them and give us feedback. And we have a real, like, uh, like I said, like um, a holistic uh, approach to, you know, uh, issuing product and, and wanting wanting feedback and really being genuinely interested in it. And it's not like lip service, you know, like I want to know how to build things that you guys want uh but i also mm-hmm. want to be able to infiltrate that space with our own um concepts ideas art uh you know whatever and see you know let's see what sticks and see um if we can continue to generate excitement around our brand like we've been we've been doing it for a while now yeah that's what i was about to say it's not like you guys are the new kids on the block either what is it like 2008 ish you guys uh, started what's the deal <clears throat> Yeah, the start was pretty small, pretty pretty humble stuff. In fact, I think I remember at one point I was telling Lawrence, I was like, yeah, man, you know, we'll build ten knives and I'll get one and you'll get one. <laughs> it will be the coolest. And then we were like, uh, showed it on the Jersey Devil website with mm-hmm. Ron, uh, who was like super uh, kind, uh, nice to us and a good buddy, ended up being like a really good buddy. And then... Um, we, then we were like, well, what do you think, you know, ballet song, you know, uh, folks at large? And do you like this? And then we got about 200 people to line up for one. And then we were like, okay, if we can only just make 200, we'll be straight, mm-hmm. dude. Like, we wow. can. And then it was like, well, if we can only make 1,000, then we'll be fine. And now here we are today, like, trying to still uh, rise to the occasion of, of, of the uh, the fervor people seem to have for that purpose-driven you know, Bally's yeah. from us. So. Yeah, it's funny because when you did reach out to us, I think 
when I got the email, I was like, I'm kind of intimidated because we don't know anything about ballast songs. I don't know if no. you knew that, but we don't. Yeah, I mean, yes and no, right? You know, I mean, like, we know we know what it is or what it is, but it's an right. entire culture almost. Yeah, that, for sure. With you know what I mean, it's a completely different thing, um, and the way we see it is it all, the other good reason for you guys to be on the show is to enlighten us a little bit about that and maybe you know relate that to how you're getting through with the evolve line and, and our knowledge of folding knives i suppose yeah for sure yeah I, I think uh you don't you don't necessarily have to i, I think it, as people who originally specialized in folly songs we've kind of noticed that like we've always made the inside joke although it's not really a joke that folly song flippers and enthusiasts are kind of like the minority within the minority of people who are who collect knives because it's already kind of if you're into knives you're already kind of like the black sheep and then if you're into poly songs you're like the black black sheep i don't know how that works but you're like it always seemed more, more mainstream to me though it always songs? I, yeah it always they're a little like, bit more nowadays maybe yeah. now yeah, yeah. Now, it's but, definitely uh, a different audience it's, it's yeah. because of angelina jolie isn't it <laughs> it's that <laughs> one know. clip i'd like to think it speaks it has something to do with us absolutely <laughs> i mean there's just mean? It was no just one a real gave a lack fuck of about it, and you know we we really cared about it from from a hobby standpoint and from the actual manipulation standpoint. You know of like choosing a piece of equipment that would perform. That's why mm -hmm. we, you know, a, a lot of our identity and and our success actually came from not just making the product but creating the culture around the product. I don't think that at the time there was really a performance driven competition driven and motivated uh, design element within the butterfly knife and that was mm -hmm. the whole idea behind the alpha beast because we were openly competing um at that point on the internet and we were really pushing the culture of flipping and tricks and doing all that and that's, really i think piece. that's really where i i i pinpoint the the mainstreamedness because the of the the culture around the tricks and the youtube videos and the millennials and things like that but it's so much more than that and and what you guys have built on so yeah it's um i i, I have told this story before so lawrence will probably uh, tune out the redundancy of of equating this to the skateboard industry the early skateboard industry mm. which is like toy companies made skateboards and they were like mm -hmm. okay you like oh, skateboarding yeah. here's the skateboard and, and, sure. and in fact i think skateboards at at one point, you even had clay wheels. Like, they were, like, atrocious yeah, like to, to try to and that? ride. Yeah. You die on it. I don't know what you do. You'd go down five feet, hit a rock, and eat shit. But the kids that were really Sounds into, like my Friday night. Right. <laughs> the really into skating were like, what if the board was just a little bit longer? Mm -hmm. What if we had vulcanized rubber wheels? And that's how some of those early skateboard companies got started. They were really true enthusiasts of the hobby the sport or whatever of skateboarding and man some of those companies are like the biggest companies uh period in skating you know what Be that's an incredible analogy uh or or comparison i should say mm -hmm. um and if, if we think about you know the 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 knives that we collect or brian makes or you guys produce mm -hmm. and you know it's like where do, when do we get to a point where we needed titanium frame locks with ball bearing pivots and space age steel? You know, you can take like the most basic form of a knife and just art. What's the word I'm looking for? Fancify it into something uh, 
more than the sum of its parts. Artifice is the word you're looking for. Artifice, I like that. Yeah. I think, I think, but uh, and I could be wrong. And some, I'm sure some English language professor's gonna be like, "You're an idiot." But I'm sure Dave will have a word for us. He's pretty pretty good with that. If you, uh, um, you, do you need those things to make a knife? No. no. Do you need those things to make a purpose-driven product? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you do. And we did that with ballet songs, just like they did with skateboards. I can't perform what I want to perform on a knife that was too short or didn't have maybe a bushing system in it or maybe mm-hmm. didn't have the right weight distribution or feeling. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence and I were able to capture those feelings in what we wanted as a product as manipulators. So like when I'm selling you a, ba- a ballet song, you gotta understand, I, I spilled so much of my own blood, like doing tricks and- Probably living, literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, like living yeah, in that, literally. you know, living in that space that like I, uh, the, the product I'm gonna issue might be more genuine than someone's like, oh, well the kids are spending all the money on the flipping mm. knives, let's make some. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a different idea. A lot of the design elements, um, like at the time when I was, very active in flipping. I mean, flipping at that point was um, not brand new, but the trick development and the competitiveness, that was kind of in its early stages. And a lot of the, at at that time, I was actually, and Ed himself was creating, like literally inventing moves. And so I would be doing a move and trying to create something and I would have the knives that I had. And I was like, okay, I could probably do this, if the handles were X amount longer, wow. or if it was this much heavier right here in the, this exact spot. And I often draw the parallel to, you have the mechanical crew, the engineering crew, and then you have the um, the, the race field car tester. Driver. The race car, I was gonna right. say, you're like the art yeah. center. So the engineer, uh, <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> That's you, an you, unfortunate you metaphor. Exactly, like you can't, like the, the race car driver can't build a car but he can sure drive one and the engineering mm-hmm. crew can't just make the perfect call car without someone out there the who feedback. has the skills to, to push the car to that limit and give the feedback so they go hand in hand and at, at that point we were competitively flipping and it wasn't just our feedback but the feedback of the community saying this is a little too light this is a little too blade heavy the balance is not quite there so we took all of that feedback plus our own input and put that in the Alpha Beast, and that was kind of like the archetype for gotcha. all the models that went down the line. And so, how did that model start out? Like, I, I, I don't know. I know a little bit about the Alpha Beast. I know you guys, you still produce it, and 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 it's still like your main main ballet song. Is that what it it's is? It's a legacy skew for sure. I mean, we gotcha. got replicant Alpha Beast and the replicant the, and yeah. Bare Bones, which is like kind of the trifecta, or what gotcha. some people call the triforce of, of <laughs> ballet songs. So. And, and one started like with integral handles and things like that, or how did you guys, uh, how did that design evolve over the past couple of years? This is kind of a, a wild story. Um, I have a, a really uh, cool superpower of being able to like call, call someplace and get on the phone with people that have no business talking to me that probably shouldn't take my phone call whatsoever. I have that same superpower. It's awesome, right? <laughs> and uh, I ended up talking with Thomas Welk at Kershaw. Oh, there you go. And I was like, look, man, uh, we want to do this, make this butterfly knife. Would Zero Tolerance be interested in making a ballet song? Mm. Uh, and, they, and they were like, eh, you know, well, maybe, you know. Uh, and so uh, we took our uh, concept to them first 
And then invariably after about a calendar year, or about a rolling calendar year from the time we talked to them to the time that they dismissed the project, we worked with them on trying to consider bringing it to, to, to market through uh, Kershaw Zero Tolerance. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think they even went so far as to mold up some, some handles and stuff. So you guys were almost a subsidiary of Kai is basically what was it? Or was sure. it going to be? Yeah. yeah. It, it was tough to say because we didn't really know um, as what we know now about those mm-hmm. types of relationships. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't have a full commitment to it as a project. So um, what I got out of it at the end was like this excellent relationship with the folks at Kershaw who like knew my name and that's would, amazing we're interested in you know things that I had to say and I was they're notoriously interested. aloof I've never spoken to anyone at Kershaw for sure yeah well you got to do that you know it's like hey uh you know uh, put Thomas Welk on the phone mm-hmm. who's this it's like, tell him it's Ed Antonis he's like what Thomas <laughs> is also notoriously abrasive yeah. he, he uh is a, a good guy and has been a very good guy to me and yeah. and not for nothing if i ever were to to uh to be called out and say uh you know hey uh you know who's the short list of people you want to thank i'd be like you know my dad and lawrence and tom tom welk so that's awesome that's awesome yeah. to hear. also and ron I, I, from I, jersey devil and you know uh, matt cook who was one of the first uh, people who helped us turn those products into physical wow. you know products yeah that's awesome. So you guys started. Um, so w- when you guys had the prototype, did you have like a handmade prototype, or did you move it through it? Yeah, the first prototype we did, we went through um, a, a small machine shop that was facilitated by a custom maker that had signed on. That was also a Jersey Devil, you know, Bally Song Forum member. Gotcha. Uh, and he was like, "Hey, I think I can help you make some of these, and we'll see what ha- where it goes from there." And uh, he helped us turn out the first 12. Those were called the Dirty Dozen. Mm. Um, they've kind of now are trading on the secondary market for quite a bit of, quite a bit of cake. That's got to feel good, right? It's fun. It's cool. Like yeah. I said, you know, some a lot of this work is archival for Lawrence and I. Like I said, I, I can tell you, like, when I see a particular run of knives, like, or, or box art or a, a, a piece of or a T-shirt design that Lawrence and I came up with or whatever, um, something you know, brand associative. Like I can even tell you, like how old my kids were, what house mm. I was living in at the time. So it's these landmark moments. It's mm. just a deep experience. Mm. You can like go and buy one of our knives and just buy one, or you can take this like crazy deep dive with us if you want. You know, that's, so that's that's. A, I mean, and we talked about uh, that a little bit. That you guys are a brand that is so immersed in your in the culture that you've cultivated. Mm-hmm. and and your fan base and i'm so excited to see you guys bring that stuff into you know the bally when i've I mentioned this before the bally community is very uh you know they're i wouldn't say they're closed off but they're tightly knit you know and it doesn't really bleed over into the collector market of fault you know flippers and god knows what else you know well we don't yeah i don't want to ignore any aspects of the knife community at large you know even with our valley songs we have made some chase product in there Mm -hmm. um where i think it does appeal to the collectors we would take production units and get in touch with knife customizers or knife pimpers or you know at al and And make like limited runs yeah like like, let's do a small batch or let's do and those became collectible 
pieces of, of oh of, yeah of I, maybe problem. I miss maybe I, I I I didn't ask my question I think it's more like there's a, a a line in the sand between people who collect like let's say zero tolerance and yeah. people that may collect BRS knives. Does that make sense? People that and, sit in their basement and, and potentially slice their fingers off are two different on people. Both yeah, on both sides. Sure. On yeah, both sides. On both sides. But I, 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 I really like would rather think of the entire ecology of the I knife agree. market. Yeah. Um, and I think that's better for our brand. And I will never not make Bally songs. That is a core. That's, it's your core. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like absolutely. Our aspiration to take these types of ideas and put them into the cutlery market at large has always been present. Like if you look mm-hmm. back throughout us experimenting with our first friction you guys folders. Done, and I this, know you've done yeah, fixed blades and friction yeah, yeah. folders, Correct. stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's always been something we wanted to do. Totally. And I think it's funny because it seems like the worlds are colliding and becoming, the line is blurring a little more. Maybe it's just because we're more, uh, receptive to it as a podcast as 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 collectors i know dave mm-hmm. and jake and i have talked about it. even brian brian you thought about designing a ballast song several times right i have a couple that look pretty good but like like i've said before i don't know where the center of gravity should be length you know bearings over bushings yeah, there's a, there's and a lot I, of feel know. there's a lot of feel going on with something mm-hmm. like that but the market even now like just uh, custom makers, a lot of people are gra- gravitating towards creating a ballad song, and I think it's it, you're you're on point by trying to get a piece of the action that they're doing. You know, with with frame lock flippers, um, uh, all the stuff that you have coming through the the evolve line for has, sure has been has had a lot of you know a lot of the uh, essence of what BRS is, and, and it's they certainly stand out. So I'd like to talk a little bit about where you guys are going with that, with the products that you have in there and what the mindset was, you know? You know, I think the approach to the Evolve lineup and knives that are other than Bali songs is not very different from Mm -hmm. our origins and our roots. We're always trying to make something that is different, that is very true to our nature. And as you have discussed with us before and seen what's upcoming, it's not just our design, but we're also paying attention to the community and we also want to include and collude and work with people that we also totally. respect within the community. That's why we have so many collaborations going on. So it's not just about uh, us and our vision, but also those makers and artists that align with our vision. You know, we, we love working with the community and kind of it, it shows know. a lot of respect for everything else that's out there you know yeah it's yeah, you know absolutely. if you, we were talking about apple earlier it's not like apple doesn't come they're not first with a piece of technology they come they they bring something out when they when the time is right mm-hmm. you know and i think that that's a big part of understanding and having a pulse on on your clientele you know yeah I think we always wanted to make folders and we always wanted to make fixed blades and we always wanted to make EDC gear and we always wanted to, you know, continue to make and innovate in the ballet song uh, thing. And those, all that stuff is very unilateral to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's really the same project. And um, again, that deep dive is present uh, with the Evolve products. Um, a really great example of that is like if you take the um, 
you know, we, we did a collab with Steve at Nova Blades. Mm-hmm. You guys know Steve? Yep. Yeah, he's like a really good dude. And he's re- used to live really super close to Lawrence. But um, when you take the knife that we did with him, the Nomad, and if you hold the, by the, the back of the knife and turn it, inside the slab uh, is milled like a chevron. So that when you twist the knife from the back end, it creates mm. sets of chevrons inside it, which is our brand identity, the chevron. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like a it's like an Easter egg, like yeah, just right on the knife. De- and that's <clears> what <throat> I've noticed yeah. about a lot. And I've had the opportunity to handle and, and really carry and and get to know a lot of the models in your lineup, some upcoming, some current, mm-hmm. and they all have a a little little details that you start to. To notice as you start playing with the knife like that fragment design is so mm-hmm. could be so polarizing to someone shopping for it on the on the internet but when you get it in hand and you realize oh look at all these little things it's a it's a really interesting product you know it's, yeah. a, it's a cool little utility blade jake i know you of... oh go ahead oh i'm sorry no i was just gonna say jake was um as another person who was actually using that knife a lot and it was a, mm. we both were surprised how much we liked it it's it, fun. It, yeah. It kind of speaks also to our design philosophy. When we did the Bali songs, when we started out, and not just the knives, but our marketing direction, the way we interact with our community, uh, we don't want to look like everyone else. I know when I start to design a knife from the ground up and say it's a certain style of knife, whether it's a Bowie or whatever the case is, I will Google search Bowie right and I'll look at like the first few pages and I will be like okay that's what I'm not doing right I'm not gonna do like the first three pages it has to be different from the common whatever insert anything you know it doesn't have to be a Bowie but whatever knife it is you know we want to be we want to be different and we don't really always want the reaction of I don't want to say you know we want to be you know, divisive and, and completely polarizing, but a little bit of people little, saying, sure. oh, that's, yeah, like a little bit of like, wow, what to. is that? It's a little bit different. Yeah. We it want doesn't to move the needle otherwise. You can't design a knife for everyone. That, that's been, it's just not a, it's just not yeah. a thing, you know? Although I feel like maybe in the Balasong world, you may have, you may have, you know, well, I think I it's, think it's the, that ubiquitous. It's like, well, we, we want, that's why we have so many evolved, products coming out because you're right you can't create one knife for every single person but you can create a bunch of knives that may fit someone eventually right so that's why we have three different butterfly knives that's why we have we didn't just start off uh, uh, it was just with one evolve design we had several and several collabs too because Mm -hmm. everyone kind of fits a different mold but at the same time in each of those designs is a little bit of us and being a little bit different and, and it's, uh, trying to stand out a little bit. It's like assembling a special forces team, you know. And if you look across the, I thought ski- we, were gonna, we weren't going to get tactical. With this. <clears throat> well, <laughs> I'm not a tactical dude, and you know, I'm, uh, I've I've not served, and I've had good friends that have, and I don't pretend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like but a lot in of my estimation, you know, yeah, it's a shame. But uh, mm-hmm. in my estimation, like, you know, <clears throat> or you could even say something maybe that might be a little. Uh, you know, like uh, dear to my heart, like a superhero team, you know, you've got a utility kind of like smaller footprint, interesting opening fidget factor um, thing in fragment. You've got a more full size 
you know, uh, verbose knife in our Gafco collab because we did. This the... sounds so Jim Lee era X Men. It's not right. even funny. I really am a huge Jim Lee fan too. Me too. That's like you can't that's get any better than that. Awesome. It's like that, and this is why that's relevant. And and everyone else on this podcast is going to roll their eyes. It's like every superhero team prior to that had like a look. You know, even the X Men when they started, you're gonna have they all had uniforms that looked the same. Right. And then Jim Lee was able to draw each one with a personality and a backstory, and and they but they still all looked like a cohesive unit. Yeah, and, for sure. And I, I think that that's a cool analogy too. I'm, I it's just got to nerd out about X Men on this. Podcast. Definitely, kind of a brand specific approach to, you know, what would I do for a full size folder? What would I do for a gentleman's folder? Like we have the Vault Runner that we um, collabed with. Uh, with uh, Les Voorhees on. Yeah, you, you showed me the drawing for that one. Yeah, that knife is yeah, just gonna be like all sorts of awesome. But the um, idea is like, what's our take on a gentleman's folder? What's mm -hmm. our take on a, you know, what if, if we were to do a slip joint, what would a BRS slip joint look like? You know what I mean? And how do Absolutely. we stay honest to like what we want to do, but also give a nod to the goddamn culture and give people what they want, what they're saying. I will, I want this. And if someone's saying they want that, what they're doing is they're drawing a roadmap to their, to their purchase. Mm -hmm. And like, and in some I, cases, it, even they didn't know they want it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, correct. Well, I mean, but you have to fragment. You that's the hardest part. What does this serve? And then you get it in your hand and you're like, oh, now I know what I can do right. with this. It's awesome. But and I carry I that Apache. Like for for days and days and yeah, days. I, yeah, I I wanted it back. Yeah, I wanted to use that knife for a giveaway, but I don't think I'm going to because I like it so much. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll if you guys want to foster a giveaway, we we will we'll help you out with that so you can keep the uh, um, one that you're enjoying. You know what I mean? I don't want to. I'm not trying to rip it out of your hands. I think maybe we should we should actually do a giveaway. Maybe by the end of this one, we'll see how you guys are doing and. We'll 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 do an unknown giveaway. We don't know what it'll be, but uh, we'll maybe we'll do that on this episode. Yeah, we'll play ball. I think that'll be fun. I think it's uh, fun. sure. And I but going back to the drawing a design for a knife. I know Brian, you've been struggling with that. You know that's like your your bane of your existence is trying to figure out what's next and how do I apply my style to something that you know that is you know tail as old as time. You know you can't. How many times can you redraw a Bowie right? Exactly, and it's, it's um, you always try to you know outdo yourself. At the same time, you don't want to lose your identity and come up with something totally different. You know, I do and I don't. I'm just I'm scared to do that because the one time I did try to do something a little different, it um wasn't received well. So now it's like I. If you're I, talking about the cyclone, now everybody wants a freaking cyclone. Well, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I think, think it's aged well. You can't step on your own dick, but you do got to be brave, dude. You know, like if you believe in something you're about to put out, you know, your confidence behind that project and the way that you elect to market it uh, might be the difference between its success and its demise. So I, I, would, I also could, yes considering no, your skill set, dude, you know, I mean, you don't have too much to fear. Not for nothing. I, I know what you mean, but it's unfortunately for me, you know, I'm not getting rich doing this. It's and it's always about, you know, can I sell them? Mm hmm. No, of course. And and it, it unfortunately I can't do it's just you know this is my artistic end. I try to put that in there, but it's always uh, I have to sell it's, them. It's a tough balance. Like I draw tons of knives, and you you have to be 
brave and, and you know, be true to form, like what Ed said. But you also have to be prepared to eat shit, too. So I've spent literally all-nighters, like multiple all-nighters, because um, when I design, I don't just draw it. I make it actually function, you know, mechanically, which is a lot of time, right? Especially when you're trying to push the, the boundaries of your of your design philosophy. So I'll spend countless hours and I'll show it to Ed and he'll just be like, no, dude, you know, and you gotta, and you gotta be ready for that. And, and you have to, you have to trust the people, uh, who are close to you, who are, yeah, who are going to give you honest feedback and you have to be prepared for, uh, constructive criticism, but I don't think it's a, it's a waste of energy or time to try to push those limits. Cause even if it doesn't work out, I think you still gain a lot in trying to push your your borders a little bit further. Mm -hmm. You may overcome an operational boulder just by trying a design and showing it to your core audience and saying, do you care for this? You want to know a, a good example of that is the, the imp that we did uh, with, with Tough Knives. Mm -hmm. uh, that actually came because I drew something that was I pretty heinous. I actually went back and looked at that recently. I'm like, I don't know what I was thinking. That thing garbage is really he bad. Talked about, and, he talked about that very briefly on our show. I would, I'm curious to hear your side of it. Yeah, well, so uh, I, I didn't speak to uh, him directly about Ed did. Ed took that design that I drew and showed it uh, to, to Tough Knives and uh, he was like, this is terrible. But he's <laughs> like, but I see what you're trying to do. That yeah, sounds like Jeff. He, That's definitely he, Jeff. Yeah. So so he was like, so I've been, he's like, this kind of reminds me of the I don't, did he call it the imp? I think he called it the imp back then, but it's like, this reminds me of this knife that I'm doing and I'm not doing it anymore. So if you're trying to do a small fixed blade, why don't you run this? So the effort wasn't wasted in the sense that it's like, okay, I, I see the angle you're coming at and here's just something that's better. So, okay, I'll take You that. had that, your why, fine. just not your what. Yeah. 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 It did and take there's... us all this time to get to this point where we can run his actual product too. And not for nothing, that guy hung in there and he never said shit. He was just cool about it. And he was like, you know, understands that we got, had such a bloom in the, in the Bally song, uh, you know, um, area that mm -hmm. all of the, we had to get through a lot of that workflow just to get to the point where we could get to doing something like we're doing now with Evolve. I would have loved to have start Evolve six years ago, five years ago, you know. But we had a lot of workflow to get through to try and meet the curve of people that wanted the Valley Song product. And then, of course, that curve, that bell curve got even bigger. So even now, we're still trying. I mean, if I drop products out right now, they still do evaporate from the market pretty quick. So mm -hmm. we're, we're making more and more and more and more Valley Songs than we ever have. And so to, to separate those two ecospheres, you know what I mean? We mm -hmm. literally treat the Evolve stuff as its own type of business. It doesn't even have anything to do with the the that that the Bally Song um, runway. It doesn't yeah, have anything to do with the production. Two different product lines. Yeah, completely. it's two different product lines. And, yeah, and we were talking about that. Places. And I, and as as we were as you were telling me this while we were on the phone earlier, like mm -hmm. I had to conceptualize like how it's like literally running two different companies. Yeah, it is. For sure. And there's a really, there's a lot of really compelling reasons to treat those programs in that way. Hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because no, no one should ever be concerned that what we're doing 
is taking away from our ability to generate the products that they're currently asking for. I have a responsibility to the customer base for them to understand that. I think we explain that stuff very well. We do a lot of go lives. We do, we're not, you know, I'm not object to talking about our projects or how they're formulated or what we're doing. And that also allows me to engage my audience and get feedback from them. But what's important for people to understand is that we understood that that might come off like, oh, yeah, now they're crossing over, they're making folders. Mm. <clears throat> and what we really were doing were saying, like, we've always wanted to make these products, so how can we kind of create something under the BRS umbrella so that there's brand recognition there, mm -hmm. but really get out there and do some of the projects we've always wanted to do and collaborate with some of the people that we've been really excited to collaborate with because they are people that we respect, whose artistry we respect and have wanted to work with since they started talking to us, you know, at Nick's or other mm -hmm. places when we were kind of more in our infancy. So this really is kind of a full circle thing. Totally. And I'm, I'm curious to hear the story of like, you're going from, you know, manufacturing a whole bunch of ballast songs in the United States. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what, we got to, the, the uh, foreign production is gotten so great. We need to embrace this and really use it. Like how did... Like, how did that come about? Like, what did that, what did that, uh, we understood how did you it was a world around? market. I mean, the yeah. first things first, we understood it was a world market. Yeah. And like, um, while we are a domestic company and we have domestic operations here, mm -hmm. if the world stage is that you can manufacture here, there, and everywhere to compete, then we wanted to obviously see what would, what would those projects look like? What would they feel like if we made relationships, OEM relationships overseas? <coughs> Excuse me. And so we went out and sought those relationships out. And even That's now, awesome. we're, we onboard OEMs and we're looking and evaluating working with uh, RIA and, and other OEMs wow. uh, overseas to try and gain traction with them based on their particular track record for, for high-end manufacturing so that we can make sure that our visions continue to be executed over there with impunity. I want the stuff to come back and solicit the responses like I'm hearing from you Mm -hmm. which I think are very genuine ones where you're Absolutely. just like, you know, I wouldn't I, blow smoke off your ass, Ed. Right, right, you right. know that already. Yeah. But you like, I, I handled this thing and I played with it and you know what? I fucking, I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be, I want people to have fun with those products and enjoy them too. I think that's, I think that's the hardest part is that so much of the collector market and so many, so much of the knife enthusiast market is just looking at pictures online that, Nothing is going to compare to when you put get one of these like in hand and use it. You know what Our I mean? products are, are so actionable that I insisted from a marketing standpoint when we worked with retailers and stuff that they show video. Mm -hmm. The Bally songs, you know, uh, particularly as the as the cornerstone of that idea, which is like, look, this is the this mental ownership begins at the actionability of this product, and please don't hide that. I will give you videos to embed on your site. Just integrate them. Can we please get this, you know, type of uh, listing? Yeah. Will you please do reviews? Will you please include showing flipping, showing this stuff in motion? Because that's where people are like, whoa, I want to do that. Yeah. And I think that that can be that way with knives as well. When you look at something like the fragment and all those different opening, uh, uh, you know, ways you can open it and, and, you know, how handy that blade profile is in, in, you know, if you're at work or, you know, just using it around the house, like it's an actionable thing. And, you know, our, our, they're, they're built, we build shit to be used. I mean, I don't. Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of, I've always wondered how long it would take for me to sever all of my fingers with a ballast on. 
it can be quick. I'm sure. I, I mean, Jake, what do you think? Uh, Twenty minutes tops. Are we, before are we I bets have, or? have no fingers. Are we taking bets? We could be taking bets. We get some Vegas uh, odds on that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that has always been sort of in the realm of I want that, but. Will I hurt myself? I have regrettably owned a few and not wildly injured myself, so I have confidence you wouldn't die immediately. Yes. I also find the, the the BRS stuff rather attractive, which is, I mean, you think that it's, again, it's got to be difficult. You have two, you know, spindly pieces and a blade, right? So you got to, mm-hmm. and making that all work aesthetically is probably harder than it seems to be. Everything but, about building ballet songs is harder than it seems to be. I cannot imagine. tell you how many people are like, I'm going to build a ballet song. I'm like, good luck, yeah, you're, luck no, bro. You're not. Good luck. Yeah, I had a Marfione custom Tachyon 3, and even that had like some play in the handles. Mm. And you would think with all of Microtech's resources, that wouldn't have happened. But I don't know. It also held its value for shit, so that was mm. basically the worst purchase I ever made. Knife-wise. Yeah. So. I think that's an attractive <laughs> ballet song. Though. It's a really cool ballet song. It just... I don't know. It was not worth the money I paid for it, and I got, like, nothing back when I sold it. So it's pretty cool that the BRS stuff, you can at least, you know, take a chance on it and get, you know, two-thirds of your original investment back. Oh, so there's a secondary market around our product depending on how much of a current drought there is while we're working to manufacture product. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, where you're not going to come in at two-thirds, but you may come in over the... Yeah. Spent on the yeah, that's that's a huge help because that was not that did not help with the, the tachyon. And Microtech seems to not really be interested in making those anymore, the production versions. So speaking oh, of that drought, I don't think people who haven't been around for a while realize what this like black hole of good balisong flipping I mean good flippers were <coughs> after the forty two got discontinued. There was mm. essentially nothing until you guys came around because the fifty one was bad. I don't know about the Spider Co. Uh, the spider that, fly that had that had its own uh, yeah uh, problems it, it, mostly that they were all <laughs> taken by customs yes and then the small fly <laughs> was a terrible significant problem yes yeah. so you guys really there was like a horrible gap in the market where there was nothing good out there there just genuinely flipped, were no options I flipped all those I flipped everything um, yeah you and me both before before uh, BRS started, I was heavy on YouTube reviewing every single one of those. The Zabofly, the Spiderfly, the 51, the 42. All Even customs. Customs. I mean, I flipped damn near everything. And um, nothing could really meet the ideal performance you know, that, that, I, that I wanted. And that what I heard the, echo, the community echo. So, uh, yeah. The, all of those, man. I, I remember you know you're serious really when you're like, You know you're serious when you're like, I'm just going to fucking build it myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what that's, I mean? that's great. Yeah. Or, or, that, or you know you're on to something. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just, I think I had to do it. A lot of people wanted to, but the complication of it all having to be done in the USA adds some problems to it. If you're the bigger it. manufacturers, not it. interested. BRS had the, the perfect storm. Like, they had the right people in the right place. And yeah. I think, mm-hmm. and, great timing. And the right design. Yeah. I mean... It's a lightning strike situation and a lot of determination. To, uh, I'm happy to be a right, uh, right time, right place player. That's totally mm. acceptable. I think that's a normal part of business. It's very. Uh, I'm not up, taking anything up. away from. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I you know what I mean. It's, it's like really applicable. Like if you look throughout history, you know the people that were in the right place at the right time yeah. with the right ideas can certainly get a lot of traction. 
Um, <clears throat> the one thing that happens after that that's really important is the fucking sustainability. Yeah, yeah, just actually getting it done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, correct. And, and that is where people start taking left turns like, I don't even uh, know. Yeah, I mean, we see it all the time. Look at how many people, how many companies we've seen just in uh, in our tenure as a podcast and just take nosedives. Yeah. Just unfulfilled Kickstarters uh, alone exact, is enough. To, yeah. Exactly. That Daryl I mean, Ralph. Listen, that's uh, the weirdest thing. You guys listen to the show, so you know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that I mean, Daryl, uh, in the battle song world, the Daryl Ralph battle song that like, was delayed for a million years. I don't even know if it ever materialized. That thing was, uh, I don't want to say, it was uh, allegedly a scam. That's a throwback. Allegedly. I mean, like, you know. um, There's a lot of money to be made off of non-existent battle songs because there's just so much demand and so few products. I, I think one reason why we were able to stay the course is when Ed and I began. Before we were incorporated before we were even dealing in the volumes that we deal with now we said from the get look if we're going to do this we're going to we might be a small company we might not even be a company but we're going to act like a big company we're going to do oh, everything yeah. by the book we're going to get an accountant we're going to do proper yeah. accounting we're going to get incorporated do all the yeah. legal stuff we're not going to break any rules we're going to set up everything like a professional business and we're going to act like professionals in our grow into it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of our sustainability is that we treated it as a big company from the very beginning, you know, so once it did scale up to the point it is now, it's not a shock. Like, we've always been doing it the right way. So now we can just, we just keep on, we just keep on doing what we've always been doing. The Mm -hmm. testament is that the, 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 desire for the product has continued to scale as we've scaled the company so every time i'm like we're we're, we've done it we've built this year's projection and we we hit it and then i'm like and i'm two thousand units short you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it's growing yeah you're you're not even you you, there's no peak yet because no and as i was talking about earlier the the amount of interest in ballast songs from from custom makers and production companies has become it's part of the gig. Like, if, did you look at any catalog this year that didn't have a ballast song in it? Probably yeah, Kershaw's I, the only one I think that didn't. Yeah, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they have aspirations to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's fine. Uh, to me, I, I'm not, I don't really get too tight about that type of shit. Because no, like, why would you? I don't know, dude. I'm on mission. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's, like, and we talked about this before. It's not like someone has to fail in order for you to succeed. No, of course not. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, you guys make a product and it speaks for itself. Like it doesn't, it should not affect anyone else's, you know, I mean, people like to think it does. And that's if you come, if you want to come correct and you're not like, uh, like Dave was saying, if you're not just making ghost fucking things to try and, you know, collect Kickstarter funds, or I don't know, whatever (laughs) that nonsense is, then you, uh, you'll have my respect because this is fucking hard. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this is hard. You know, this is not an easy job. This is not you just flip a switch and, and go to sleep. This is not I'm going to make 5,000 knives and then retire. It's fucking not like that. Mm-hmm. It's way hard. It's constant. It's constant. It takes, you know, I had hair when I started doing this shit. No way. <laughs> fucking no, shit all good. fell out. Um, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in manufacturing and in creating relationships and, and in building product at scale. 
I mean, anybody mm -hmm. can, you know, right now, I'm sure there's somebody who, who can make 10 killer ballet songs, mm -hmm. but can you make, make 10,000? 200 of them. Yeah, 300 yeah, of them. yeah even, even getting into smaller numbers. Let's do it at scale. Because they're, they're, they're expensive to build. I'm not going to fib to you. I mean, you put it on Front Street. Even as a pro, just from project orientation, you know, um, it, it's really spendy. You know, so you really have to play your cards right. You have to certainly be able to move product and keep your culture and your product a living, breathing skew. You know, an ever evolving, you know, kind of a, brand. A, a mm -hmm. Brand. And, and if we, you can't, we talk can't do sure. that, yeah. then just go sit down. Just... Absolutely, a lifestyle brand. It is lifestyle brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm looking at now? I'm daydreaming. I'm looking at the 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 bare bones trainer. I'm like, mm -hmm. maybe that's what I need to do is get something that I won't sever any arteries with. Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy that was like, I don't trainers like whatever. Put yeah, I know. I don't know. Should it. I be you like, know what not, I, mean? like, I feel like a douchebag, but I'm like, oh, I just give me the one that's sharpened on both you sides. You shouldn't. I'll tell you why. Uh, actually, Lawrence made a really compelling uh, video not long ago about, you know, like 10 reasons why maybe you should have a trainer. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, I really wasn't thinking that way. And honestly, like, I didn't, I didn't realize it, but I was making a decision for customers. Do you know what I mean? Being like, no, nah, we don't, we don't, we don't offer that. We don't play that's, that trainer that's shit. That's a really, you know that's a very high level way of thinking about it. I, yeah, and it yeah. wasn't really the most uh, wise thing, and it came from a little bit of naivety on my uh, part. I was just thinking like, well, just fucking put a piece of tape over the blade, and you won't cut mm. yourself up that that <laughs> bad, you know? Yeah, but then it wouldn't have holes in it. Right, but yeah, I'm right. just like an old school hardcore flipper. You know, and I've got like gnarly scars to prove it. And like, I just was flipping and I had no sense of self-regard or self-preservation. Like I was throwing it at my face and I, I had nothing. I just didn't give a fuck. But there are people who have to give a shit. They can't just slice themselves up and be like, oh, well, you know, like they have I, to go to work I'm, and like. Yeah, yeah, I noticed a, uh, um, a trend because we would get emails and some of the arguments for it were very compelling uh some guy i remember was like i'm a surgeon <laughs> you know <laughs> and i was like okay that's a good argument you know yeah uh, another another guy um is like musicians like super, other, yeah, yeah. Musician, so people who use like, their hands uh, i would imagine yeah exactly yeah. and uh so it wasn't just about in the in the hardcore flipping community they're gonna say oh just get a cut you're gonna learn better but you do have to understand that not everyone is in a position where they can just afford right. to not use their fingers for when i was weeks. saying no to them you gotta keep in mind you're talking to the guy who invented such moves as the guillotine and the meat grinder <laughs> and the, like the like i was naming stuff that was like i don't know just go out and destroy yourself i don't give a fuck i and thought that's when you were a porn star i thought no just <laughs> no no my porn name obviously is dixon too far i don't know what oh, you've got mine sexton part. hardcastle oh god that's good mm. god, that's that is good Damn. Do you but, see how I it was right there? I didn't even have to yeah, think about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We are he's, he's thought about it before. That's mm -hmm. true. Absolutely. You got your banter worked out. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that's great. Um, it's uh, You're right. I think you, you have to think outside the box and really uh, look at who your market is and how you can grow it. You know, you can't just make stuff for yourself and say, look, this is what it is. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I got kids for... and shit now too. You know, I want something for these boys to latch Nothing... on to when they grow up. You know. Yeah, it's only the only thing I put ahead of my knife designs is Jesus. 
Yeah, we don't do any of that stuff. Mm. Like, I'm not political. We're not. Right. I'm not religious. I'm not. I just want to make knives and, and hail you know, connect. Well, yeah, and that, and yeah. connect with it's our like, customers, and you know, connect with the knife culture at large. And really, like you're saying, like, do we have something to offer people who are into sure. knives and stuff? Like, yeah, for legit, like, come find out. You know. What I mean? And I think what we'll do next. Um, and unless Dave, is there anything you want to, uh, bring up news wise? Is there any specific stuff that you wanted to talk about? We had the whole, I'm not even going to get into the whole Benchmade fiasco that happened. Nope. I have no interest in talking about that I don't that think either. I even want to talk about it. I think it was just the silliest thing I've ever seen in my life, but it's, it's a good example of what, how fickle and strange our, our, yeah. business is you know and sad to see people that i thought were industry peers like immediately oh that like, that was the worst part for me that was ugly man yeah that shit ugly. got real ugly real fast not a good look dude everybody threw them under the bus the second they could the I, memes were I good had, though oh yeah it was funny <laughs> it was just like you, you know you're gonna see these people at trade shows you're gonna be like you're i don't That's know kershaw true. booth's gonna be across in the benchmade booth it's not gonna be awkward i stay so far away from that stuff that Ed is literally my source for all of it, <laughs> right? Like, I don't pay attention to, you know... I was like, read this, attention. dude. Yeah, I don't pay attention when I'm driving. Like, I don't. I just don't pay attention, right? So wow. I just ignore all of it, and um, and then he'll send me, like, an article. He'll be like, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? Did you know your house burned down? I'm like, it did, you know? Huh. I'm totally, completely oblivious to it, because I, I try my best to... Uh, to stay away. But even then, you can still kind of get sucked into the vortex, you know? It That's helps. Brian's sure. life right now. Yeah. It helps to have someone filter it to you. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I'm like uh, hand-picking, you know, what's worth reading out of that quagmire. Mm. Uh, there was some interesting stuff in there. Obviously, when something like that happens, it's very significant to the industry to see, you know, someone who's kind the of reactions, in this, yeah. yeah, just the way people are going to behave and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like in 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 the antithesis of that, whereas we don't participate in that type of stuff, and like I I like to shoot guns, like I don't, yeah. you know, but that's like as about as deep as I'm going to get with it. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, as far as like my personal you know feelings about this stuff but like i said in in the in the in the antithesis of this i'm just over here trying to make dynastic brand moves dude like i want to be a bigger part of the cutlery industry you know and not isolate myself with my politics or my exactly i don't like it just seems foolish to me kind of foolhardy the last thing to me is the only the only thing this is the last thing we're going to say about it is that i just don't understand why they it was publicized to begin with that's my only that's the only thing I can say. It's just why did it have to be a thing? Because again, it just alienates a part of your part of your business. It, no matter how you slice it, no matter how innocent, it you're just alienating part. Of I'm, your I'm sure we alienated people by not even talking about this, but <laughs> I don't think thing. so. I think I, I don't insult the intelligence of the people that listen to our stupid podcast. In the <laughs> in the social media atmosphere, you know, I I feel like. A lot of people are there to make a statement or make a point or be heard. And, and I think that's fine. It, it is a platform for that. But my whole thing is like, okay, if you're going to take the time to post something, right, you're, you're spending the time anyway. Um, you could choose to engage your audience or engage your community, engage the people you're close to uh, in, a, in a positive light. Like you could post something and just tag someone and say something positive about them. 
or positive about a community or a group or anything. Like you could just be positive and that's going to go a long way. Like if you're going to spend the time to, to do all that, go on social media, pick out a picture, write this whole thing. Like why not just make it something that's good for everyone? Why Lawrence, I gotta tell you, to... you sound so like such a good person that I, you, I can Dude. definitely tell you don't spend any time on social media. Yes, I was going to say. I, I, yeah. I do spend a lot of time on social media, but, like, I try to spend it in a way Engaging. where I'm like, yeah, yeah like, 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 just, I'll just think of ideas to... Content provider. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I, and it's just, like, and, and it really does come up, come from a place of, like, I'm it's just... It's genuine, really I can tell, like, what well, you're saying curious. is... Curious, yeah, like, I yeah. really want to embrace my community i mean i i i said often uh, we've only done one blade show like i've been to it three times or four times but last year was the first time exhibiting and that was my super bowl you know like engaging with people face to face was probably the, the most best. rewarding and phenomenal experience i've had as uh since, since we started this this company at least it's it's definitely top top three Right. It's, it's, it's up there. And so, um, when I, when I came back from that and I, and I felt this way even before that, but when I came back from that, I'm like, man, you know, uh, these people, they, they care, uh, they're, they're, they're rooting for us. They, they believe in us. So if I'm going to spend any time posting something, cause that, this stuff takes time. Like I'm going to spread something mm -hmm. positive. There's way too much negativity and drama and, you know, all that back and forth, uh, you could you could do quite the opposite. You could be positive and spread positivity. It takes the same amount of effort, uh, but it's going to inspire people. It's going to make that community stronger, better, closer. Why would you want to go and divide people? And you know, why would you want? I don't. I never understood that. Why would you want to argue it, with somebody it's, on the it's internet? The lowest <laughs> common denominator. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. It's just... For reaction, that's the reason people do anything. But, you're but that's coming, my you're, point: is is and you you're coming from it, reaction. Yeah, well, yeah, you know? uh, I get it. And you're coming from it, coming at it from an angle of of this is who we are and this is what we do, you know. And right. and you're putting yourself out there with it. These people aren't putting themselves out there. They're not letting themselves. They're not put, putting. <clears> their that's heart. on they're them, just, dude. Yeah, exactly. That's on them. Most people want to take something for you, and we're fucking here to give you something. You, you, know you have I mean? a choice. Like that was every, time you, every, every time you you post, you have a choice. You could incite people or you could inspire people, right? Yeah, you correct. could do either one. And so, uh, you know, just recently, I just I just made some shit up. I was like, oh, let's just do I don't know a selfie flipping challenge, right? And or or try this trick and post it no matter what. And I'm telling you, like my inbox was flooded with like 50 messages of everyone like, oh my god, this was so fun. I tried something new. You know, it's it's like you could do that, or you could just go there and I don't know, make make some political statement, and they get your inbox flooded with a bunch of hate mail. Like, why? What's the purpose of that? Like, where does that go? Yeah. You know, that's I, I never understood that. So I, I keep it positive and I try to stay out of it. So and it's that, appreciated, so. and I think that's a much much better road to take. I, I agree. I mean, you know, us on a satirical podcast, we have to throw some humor in there. So I'm <laughs> going to enjoy some of the memes that. Uh, that come through and uh, embrace it. You know, never, never make it more serious than it is because it's not. You know, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it certainly isn't. Well, you know, here, um, here's a, a less dicey political question that is much more relevant. I promise. How do you guys feel about some Chinese companies sort of circumventing the import laws to sell mm -hmm. balisongs here? 
because I know Max Ace is definitely doing it somehow. I think they're selling the handles and the blades separately, and selling it through Chinese wholesale sites. But it, mm-hmm. there are definitely Max Ace covenants, which look like really nice balisongs, showing up here, and they're certainly not made in America. You know, I, I would say my stance on that is my same. It's almost the same answer I get for social media. It's like you can't control what anyone else is mm-hmm, going to true. do. However, they want to achieve their goals is is on them, and that's not within my power. When Ed and I started this company, we said we were going to do everything 110% legit. We're going to follow all the laws of the U.S. and internationally without exception. We're not going to cheat. We're not going to steal. We're not going to step on anyone's backs. That's our principles. And if we stick to our principles, that's all that matters because we can't control other people's principles. We can't and control what just, we do. Just like their social media, that's on them, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel bad for, you know, legit guys like you guys who have to compete I don't, with that. Dude, they're not even – Max Ace is not putting out product the way that BRS is. No, no but, but within the balance But I do understand what you're saying, and I have I have a, a very – it could be a loaded question. Let's see what happens. So you guys were all at SHOT Show, right? Yeah. So did you guys go to the artisan booth? Uh, I, I kind of breezed You know where I'm it. going with this, right? Yeah, the auto thing that's not a valley, but secretly it's a valley. And, <laughs> oh, and it's I also not an auto. It's yeah, all good, and don't worry about it. Booth, that thing. Yeah. Well, I don't, they've done a bladed version, but I don't think they're going to be able to import it. They have all these oh, red flags flying around on it. So the one that they're selling here is basically a bottle opener and uh-huh. a thing that accepts straight razors. Okay. Which is uh, an interesting thing. Did you guys handle that? I'm no. curious to see. I saw I saw one. Um, I was speaking with uh, Ben over at Blade HQ, and I, I yeah. think he had one. And um, yeah, it, it was it was interesting. And you know, I, I heard I often, it didn't flip well. I was curious to hear what you. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't handle it. I just saw it. I didn't even really uh, handle. We it. have the luxury like, of building exactly what we like to flip. It's like <laughs> yeah. So you like, touch it. I don't really, really kind of. I mean. I'm, oh. It's cool and shit, but like I don't even I don't like give a fuck really. It probably flips like dog shit. I don't shit. think I don't even think it's cool. So that's my thing. I mean to say that it's cool in the sense of like I'm not it's... I don't get tight about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Why would you? And do would I want people to follow the rules and have it be an even playing field? Sure, but if it if 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 you're going to be on an even playing field with me, you better bring some fucking friends, buddy. Let me tell you, because yeah, right? if it's just if it if you're gonna have to run up against Lawrence and I, but you have to play the same game we're playing here, and you got to come up with the same money and the same have to it's have the same a... motivation, the same drive, the same you're in trouble. Not you're a competition. Trouble. I don't think I don't even think that these these guys think that they're gonna compete with. Uh, true, I don't it's know. A, they're gimmicky, man. That's it's all it is. Everybody's got to. It's have a gimmick. gimmick. Yeah, absolutely. If there's low hanging fruit, there's always somebody's always yeah. somebody's picking low hanging fruit, dude. That's and that's why I didn't even mind bringing it up with you guys because right. it's such a it's such a what do you call it a well, novelty. Well, I always use like this particular exercise with myself when say someone is doing something, making something, uh, whether it's our competition, whether it's drama within the community, whatever it is. Like, for, for this example, let's just use a very extreme example. Okay, they made a, a Bolisong lightsaber. It's a real lightsaber. The shit is just like Star Wars, right? Okay, that would be now, cool. my whole thing is like, okay, well, I still got to wake up in the morning, put my pants on, and run this company. Like, I still have to be BRS. That, yeah, that doesn't, no, no matter what they make, no matter what they do and how they do it, I got to wake up 
and I got to do my best with the principles that we've defined for ourselves, you know, and mm-hmm. no matter what someone does halfway around the world or right next door to me, I can't let that waver, especially on my principles, right? I can't say, well, if they're doing illegally importing, well, maybe now we should too. Like, oh, we yeah. have to no, you be, you got to stay you know, true to your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think ultimately what happens is when someone does that, when you're grounded in your foundation, when you're grounded in your principles and your true identity, that will ultimately give you longevity. We're not here to do this for five, 10 years only. We want to do this for, I mean, like Ed said, we want to pass this down to our kids. Like we want like legacy from this. We're, we want this to be a lifetime thing. So if you want it to be a lifetime thing and you want to be around for the long run, you got to adhere to strict principles, foundations. You have to have structure within your your morals and in your business practices. Now you can win on the short run if you want to game the system or do a little, you know, like we talked about the Kickstarter stuff, whatever. You can you can win on the short run, sure. You could you could win a couple battles, but if you want to play this uh, for the long haul. Right. You, I have you to say, have, like, you have to be grounded. You guys are like the the first legit production company I think we've had on on the show, and it's a it's a really interesting perspective, uh, just to see what drives you guys and and how you know how to make something big, you know, much larger. It's a different mindset than any custom maker we've talked to, anyone who's had a few production runs. Uh, it's it's a compl- it's a different animal, I think. So. I think other people in our situation <clears throat> would be doing whatever they could to run that cash in as quick as humanly possible. They'd be taking pre-orders out the ass. They'd be, I mean, it's there. It's there to be had. However, we are first come, first serve. We do not take pre-orders. We're building at capacity. We're always evaluating and how we can grow the company and satisfy more of our customer base. We're always engaging that customer base. Again, dynastic moves to become a bigger part of the cutlery industry. And invariably, somebody will become a bigger part of the cutlery industry. And, and why could it not be us? That's my question to myself as a CEO. You know, you said that's the, the title. You know, I'm just going to stick with it. And that, you know, but when you're sitting down thinking of CEO shit, that really comes to my mind first. It's like, what do I do to become a truly a member of the cutlery industry? And when I do that, I'm getting an opportunity You're to globalize my yeah. message. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to satisfy more of the customer base that we're constantly acquiring by our marketing effort, by our legitimate you know products, by our morals, by our, our, our compass as men. You know what I mean? Like, I hate to be too, you know, pedantic about it, but like at the end of the day, like, you know, I gotta, I, I want to go sleep good at night, you know, and be like, I make ballet songs and you know what? I, uh, I'm a flipper and, and I understand flipping and like, that's what's up. And like, it's real. You can, you can, you can go try and pretend to be that if you want, you know, but you would probably be better served to go do your thing. Like my thing is I came from the background of ballet song manipulation and i love cutlery and that has expanded this whole opportunity of how do we take those core philosophies and infiltrate them into all of our gear and we're doing that and i think arguably it's working you know what i mean i have ballet song projects that are coming out that people haven't even seen yet that are going to blow the roof off 
And you know where a great place to go buy ballast songs is? And I, I think they may even carry some of your stuff. Is PVK Vegas. Uh, I don't see they... what you're doing. <laughs> I, I see what you're doing there. I'm trying to slide in an ad because I think what you said was so nice and, and tied in a bow that it's a good time for our ad. This episode of the Knife Nuts podcast is brought to you in part by PVK Vegas. PVK has been selling knives on the internet since 1996. They are the largest microtech dealer in the United States, specialize in automatics and balisongs, and have a strong selection of high-end customs. Visit their showroom on the Las Vegas Strip a five-minute walk from the USN show. Use coupon code KNIFENUTS for 5% off your order. So just a heads up, uh, and I'm sure you might have to do a bit of editing, but they do not carry our products. We'll, we'll work on that. Uh, I don't Awkward. know if we have enough products to extend to anybody in the moment. Well, that's true. But um, they they, yeah, if, they specialize in mostly, uh, and we can edit that out. It's not really a big deal. I think but my they do. my my uh, they carry valley songs for sure. I mean, that I was where I was going. With it. Like <clears throat> yeah. the amount I talk to Jeremiah all the time. Like the amount of ballast songs they're they're getting in now, custom ones, like higher end stuff. Oh, cool. Um, is is that's part of what I was talking about earlier? Is that the interest in it is is it's only growing. gaining momentum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's a pretty cool thing. But well. What were you going to say? Go for it. I know that we uh, are trying to continue to grow the interest in it, you know, through our own efforts. But however, we we partnered with the Blade Show folks in Blade HQ to do the uh, competition again this year. Oh, that's right. And that's right. like yeah. a huge ballet song competition, <clears throat> you know. And what, how many we're years the... have they done that? It's been two. Was it two. one or two? Two. <clears throat> yeah. They've done two. This will yeah. be the third. I know that was hugely successful one. for them, and it's like one of the craziest things I ever watched. It's pretty fun, yeah? yeah? It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty insane. And this year, they're also going to have uh, me do a Blade University class on Bali Song 101. So it's like an intro Bali Songs class. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so pretty that'll cool. be interesting as well. Wow. That is much better than when they got Jason Browse to teach something. So I'm glad what to see Jason that. What did Jason Browse teach? I'm pretty sure he taught a class on like production, scaling up production companies. Okay. I know. Well. <laughs> He, um, he's got a he's right. got a ballad song. It's on topic. I guess you're right. The incel. Yeah, but he you know does what? make I'm... a ballad song, doesn't he? Yeah, the incel. It's uh, it looks pretty bad. He. Oh. <laughs> and he's so he's so he's, these guys are such nice people. I, I know. Sorry, they, Ed. They won't. They won't. And Lawrence. Won't do it. My bad. You can set me up for a home run, dude. I ain't gonna swing at that shit right now. He won't now. swing. He's not he doing it. You know. Wow. Everybody's on there. Everybody's on their own mission, dude. You know what I mean? That is the truth. Whether it's yeah. something or that uh, Ed always says when people are like, "Oh, it's the," you know, we make a knife and they compare it to another company. Oh, he always comes in and says, "We're not trying to be X Y Z company. We're trying to be the best blade runners that we can be." Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's very true to to what we do. Um, we are motivated by against again our own uh, artistry our own principles whatever uh, it, it may be you know I, I still spend a lot of time making the same content I did when when um, when all this started and because of all the YouTube kind of anti-knife anti-gun um, algorithm changes the page um, even even our, all of our social media really kind of gets a, a hit because it's just not promoted the same way I, as I have to tell you that I noticed that um, 
happening for a while, and mm-hmm. it's really made me not want to put much effort into YouTube because uh, you yeah, shouldn't, well, certainly much, shouldn't spend any money on promoted yeah, posts and stuff. And, it's not uh, getting promoted. Yeah, it doesn't get promoted, and it, it definitely affects your exposure. Um, but that being said, um, I will still like I've spent, especially this month, I've been kind of on a tear. But I'll spend like 10, 12 hours editing like a documentary style video. Uh, and I know that video on YouTube is going to get like a hundred views. Like nowadays, that's just that's what that's what my channel gets because they kind of um, shut it down. Essentially, mm-hmm. they were like, it's not pref- not preferred content for the ads. I don't know what it is, but wow. they've essentially shut it down. So I, it used to be that when I posted something, automatically, you know, it'd get like a thousand views within a week. Um, but lately, yeah, I mean, if it breaks over a hundred after a week, it's doing pretty good. And I know that going in, I know that going in for Facebook, for Instagram, for YouTube, all of that content is only going to fall on a few eyeballs. But I have not scaled back my effort. In, in putting it out, in, in how much I put into each piece of content, because again, uh, I think if you're if you're doing something for an external motivation, like you just want likes, you just want followers, you just mm-hmm. want money, right? Uh, again, it's a short-term strategy. If you're doing something that's fueled from within, though, like it's it's because you believe in it and you want to do it. And it's your vision, and you'll do whatever it takes. I to think we can relate goal. to that because that's why those, those not... folders aren't disingenuous. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, oh yeah, and that's what, and that's where I'm going to go with this. Is uh, well, first off, I wanted to say that uh, everyone knows we're not doing the Knife Notes podcast for money because, uh, you know, we're obviously just rolling in it. Right. But uh, <laughs> what I would like to do is actually go through and talk about. A couple of the folding knife models in in detail and what your motivation was and and sure. why you collaborated with some people maybe talk about some future collaborations that you guys have yeah, coming out sure. and really get into the folder line you know because honestly this is the longest i've ever talked about ballast songs in my entire life okay. <laughs> and i've really enjoyed it and now i want more ballast i want a ballast song and i want more ballast songs after that come to the table at blade um, and you'll obviously you can see all the folding knife products that we'll have there, but we'll obviously have a lot of Bally Song content, and there'll be people there. Maybe go to Lawrence's Blade One Hundred and One thing if you're at down think, there at Blade. I think that's a good idea. Like we already it. plan to hang out there anyway, so. And if you want to try a trainer out, so that you don't, you know. Uh, that's what I need to do. Egregiously wound yourself, um, and we can we can do that. And and if you want, you know, obviously you can send it uh, over to Jake, and you send it over to Dave, and. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Even and, and send it yeah. to Brian if he's interested in looking at it just from a machining standpoint. I, mean, I think that would be cool. Ain't no secrets there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. I, I think that's what I need to just dip my toes in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Check it out. You'd be surprised. It's a, it's a pretty engrossing. Habit, you know what else hobby, too? From a from a practical side of things, for me as someone who's a knife man of sorts, <laughs> like I want to be able someone a to be able to man. a knife man. I want someone to be able to hand me a ballast song that they're looking at and not look like like I have some sort of issue. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Up the knife, you, you have know? some sort of motor Palsy. issue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some it's sort of it, it's very funny to see that whenever like a retailer is trying to do a video on a ballast song and the person in the video has no idea what they're doing, they just the kind of like limp wrist it. Here comes yeah. the two handed open. I'm not that bad. Or they sort of just like limp wrist it until it sort of falls open. Uh, yeah. 
I love yeah. that. I can tell they're afraid. I can smell their fear through yeah, the internet. The momentum is just not there. Nothing happens. Yeah. I've been, I'll tell you what, before we move away from Valley Songs, I have I have been zipped up pretty hard by Valley Songs. I've been to uh, I've been to the hospital twice, I think. Oh, nice. You should send me the footage of the, yeah. the castle throw. What's, oh, tell oh, us. Okay, yeah. I guess before we move over, move away from this, you guys got to give us your best Valley Song injury story or... Or that's funny, gotta be, funny that's incident. Gotta be it. That's me. Uh, that was my idea. We were filming at this <laughs> fort in Maine, and th- we, I was, I was on the top of this tower, and I looked down, and it's like a, I don't know, like a fifty foot drop, right? No thanks. So I'm like, I'm like, this would be an epic throw and catch scene. Oh god. You know, as the cameraman, it's oh. awesome. You don't, have to, you don't have to do shit when you're the cameraman. I don't flip. You know? That's me. Like, I take I, that job. Yeah, I flip, but. When I'm filming, I'm like, people are like, oh, you want to be in the scene? I'm like, well, who's going to hold the camera? So I can just kind of excuse myself out of everything. Uh, so I'm like, Ed, go down. <laughs> Ed, go down there. Right? And uh, I'm like, he's oh. like, w- w- for what? I'm like, you're going to you're gonna catch no. this knife. No. Oh, no. Yeah, I was. And I he, was gonna catch oh, he caught it. He, I'm didn't even, he didn't even have to. I caught it. Yeah, right. for sure. He, he caught it, but he didn't really. He caught the, the, the tang pin, which uh, sliced yeah. the. The webbing like of half a rotation his, the yeah. wrong way. Oh, well, you're close. And it went in between and, my thumb and my pointer finger, and into and what's, the you know? what's crazy is like that he touched really my bones big. down in there. Oh, yeah, it was, it was yeah, really, dude. it was really bad. And you could look down so, in there and see quite a ways in there. That's a bad injury, remember, dude. Um, that's a really yeah. bad injury. It was, it was yeah, it was really bad. But just like I was so engrossed. With how cool I was it like, was. I was like, yeah, because I got it on film. I was, I was showing everyone, and then uh, I didn't realize. I don't forget exactly how it played out, but I forgot that, like, Ed wasn't there. And then I that's was like, when you use your social media powers, Lawrence, for evil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I'm not that good of a guy. And then yeah, it turns yeah, out he, he, he was. But like the other, honestly, even the other dudes we were flipping with, they were like, "Well, that's part of that's what's up. That's yeah, flipping. That's just gonna yeah. happen. It's just gonna happen. It is. If you're gonna do it at the highest level, if you're gonna do belly song manipulation at the highest level, you're doing it with a live blade. Period. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you yeah. went to the I mean, hospital. You, can't, right? you can't be dropping. You can't be dropping a trainer off. Of yeah, you're not like I no, juggle what? chainsaws that aren't running. Aren't I cool? You know what I mean? Like so. You know, and when you do something big like that, in previous videos we had done really big throws between my home, my homeboy SJ and me, and I caught like a throw from I don't even know it was like miles away. It, I could see it coming in. I was like, oh shit, that's coming a little hot, you know. <laughs> so, oh my god, you guys should still, actually still try you to guys should it. actually make a ballet song chainsaw. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I would probably be the fucking idiot that got hurt doing it i am the one that gets hurt it seems to be me so, so it's, yeah, Lawrence, you don't have any true. horror stories you know the that's the funny thing i've been hurt pretty bad yeah you got every you got dinged pretty bad a couple times. every time we film though this is the funny thing every time i film with ed and this is like 100 percent like the statistics are kind of nuts because it's like gets, jackass with knives bro mm, he gets mauled like... this is even when i'm when i'm flipping too like when i the times i do flip or if we're practicing or whatever or if, I, if i am on camera um i'll be flipping he'll be flipping he gets mauled like mauled right and i will I'm untouched like not even like paper cut not nothing like i i just i just you guys are really clean. selling it for me, by the way. Well, yeah. the thing, I don't you know, know why. It's, it's one upsmanship, you know. That's yeah. the real thing about it. It's like if you get if you do a big throw, then the next video that, it's got to be bigger or no that one is gives true. a fuck. 
he he does all like these big aerials and stuff and i don't that's not my style like i do more technical stuff so i i, I i'm way more conservative so that's you guys know I, I have barely any frame of reference for any of these tricks or i'll send you like, a video so you can yeah. be like what the fuck is in, wrong with you in a no, nutshell, I, I really already feel that but you know when <laughs> if, if if ed or anybody were to say stand over there i'm gonna throw this <laughs> knife at you and you catch it i'd be like no i'm not doing that but Ed's going to be like, okay, I'll do that. That's why he gets mauled, and I don't, you know. Oh, so. wow. Dave, let's try and do that with something at, at Blade Show. You're coming this year, right? Uh, chainsaw. Maybe. Yeah, chainsaw if, they, if there's chainsaws involved. If there's me juggling chainsaws, then certainly. No, well, I, I don't know that a day, well, I think uh, Jake, Brian, and myself will definitely be at Blade Show. So well, I got to figure it out. I have a lot of stuff those months, so. We'll see. Yeah, I hope you guys come by the booth for sure. Uh, we definitely Obviously. will. Yeah. We'll juggle chainsaws together. That'll be. Fun. What do you want to know about Evolve? Oh, yeah. Let's get into this. Should we start so, at the beginning? I mean, I think we should start at the beginning and, and talk about, uh, like, the initial release. And then so I, I want to talk in detail about each model if we can. Mm -hmm. and sure. At least the ones that are released and then talk about some of the upcoming and then far out plans. Yeah, sure. Or near future plans with you. I know it's never that far away. Cool, run it. I'm ready. All right. So basically, uh, I think it's everything started with uh, Dave. What was that that little warning called? The, the Minuteman, which the Minuteman. I mm -hmm. was excited to talk about because it is designed by people from Rhode Island, and I'm yeah, from Rhode right. Island. I thought that was such an odd choice for a company's first knife, but it was cool to see. Um, those guys are super cool, nice friends of ours, Pat and John, and. Uh, I think that uh, that knife is a really super excellent uh, user. And I think our treatment of it was a lot of um, uh, care in preserving uh, their vision for that product. Mm -hmm. and, and in all honesty, that is, is a severely underrated knife. I don't want to sound like, you know, a fucking dildo but that's a very underrated knife i'm not just trying to like increase do you know what sales. the only thing that puts me off of that knife was the smoke wash yeah that's it nothing yep. else i like the way it looked otherwise you know I, I listen you you gotta fucking be able to be a man and be like i fucked up and i messed up in thinking that i could run that as a as a first skew and not subdivide that run into multiple iterations mm. of that product and mm. kind of not skew bomb. Like, I don't like to skew bomb. That's distasteful to me. <laughs> it's like, okay, we have a purple one and then a pink one and then a bronze one and then a green one. And then, a, you know, like. What's wrong with the purple one? I don't know. But skew bombing with folders is yeah, kind of donk. It's kind of donk. Like, but it, at the end of the day, um, if I had just put out two iterations, like later on, we had, we, we bead blasted some of that away. Yeah, blasted. And that I was a good idea. Looked awesome. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that was the hard lesson to learn with the first model. Again, but it, that comes with putting it out there, having an operational boulder, and being like, okay, now I got to learn how to get around this stuff so that we can have more success with a product as good as this product. So are you going to skew bomb it a little bit now? Maybe do a different I would like color to, of that? Or are you I done would like with that to model? issue it. In, no, I would love to issue it in another color. I believe very strongly in that knife. That's a cool I think like an knife. like a Hinderer-esque working finish. Even if you if you want to go with like the the ultimate utility or the perfect EDC air quotes. I think yeah, sure. I think that with like a, just a 
a blasted tumbled finish would just yep. look great. <clears throat> I'll send you some else. photos of the ones that we blasted so you can be like, oh, yeah. Because yeah, I think you'll agree that... just blast it. I mean, you could do that for sure. Uh, <laughs> I need immediate gratification. Yeah, right. We'll fire up the blasting media then because... Yeah, but yeah, it looks awesome. good in that way. And I, I do think that, unfortunately, I, I mentioned Ker- Kershaw before, but for it's a shame that they kind of just like cheapen smoke wash because it, totally it is ruined. kind of a cool finish. Um, but in it's equated early, you to... You know in our early episodes, that's what we talked about. It's like the black yeah. wash finish has been completely cheapened. Blem washed. Blem washed. <laughs> we call it the blem wash, yes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's a shame it in. has that connotation, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know, I know, and I know that's. I not have what to jump doing. in because my uh, I was having technical difficulties and talking for the last ten minutes, and no one could oh hear me. Oh my god! Jay. Yep, but that's when you guys right. were talking about the injuries, I was Thank trying to ask. <laughs> tell me, you've seen the movie The Package? Because the premise of that film, yeah, it cuts involves. His... Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I mean, I wasn't gonna. You know, spoiler alert: he cuts his dick off with a bally. Yeah, that's, that's the, the plot of a movie. Film. Yeah, it's yeah. So basically, B- that's BRS's like story. That's the BRS story. That they're that's eunuchs. What I was thinking of when they yes. were telling these stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you haven't, then then watch it. But I'm guessing you guys are familiar. I with the don't package. think I've. I might have fell asleep watching it. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's not that good a movie. Let's be correct. Honest with yeah, that's but correct. the funny part is, is that someone cuts their dick off with a ballast. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how the mechanics that, that allow that to happen, but totally horrific, uh, <laughs> considering that it's I'm not... constantly throwing them around. But I've yeah. not ever once tagged myself in the in the fucking tackle, not once. I feel like if I was flipping a ballad song, my dick would just be a scared turtle, just in in <laughs> inside in, your body in, in preparation. Whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah. definitely in its shell. Away. Yeah, yes. My shit's pretty immutable. It's like whatever, you know. I, I, I don't. At this point, I'm sure. There's certain stuff that definitely fucking clenches me up, dude. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, yeah. it's not heights, or it's not like catching a ballet song or whatever. But, you know, like I don't, I don't like bats. You like know, what, I'm what a, do you mean? I don't. I'm scared of the animal bats. Like I animal? have no idea. <laughs> yeah, bats. <laughs> like, if I see a bat, like I'll run like a bitch, dude. I'm like, fuck, give me out of here. Are you Batman? Because seriously, no, no, that's no, no. his whole. Shit. You just have to get over the fear so you can fight crime with your yeah. bell song. But oh, I'm like my. afraid of bats. But like, if you throw a ballet song at me, like I'll catch that shit. What about like, if you threw a bat like a at bat. me? I would run. No, I'm out, dude. I'm out. I'm scared of them. I don't that know why. This is so good. Incredible. My dad fucking had a, a MGBGT V6, right? Yo, you know, a British, a really, yeah. a nice MG, right? With the overdrive Amazing. transmission. Yep. We moved to Connecticut, right? He oh, shit. To yeah. Reading. We lived in Reading for a little while. He parked it in the barn. And then one day he opened the garage up and the motherfucking bat shit had rained down on that car for, oh, you know, a couple man. weeks. And it was ruining that car. You're definitely Batman. So he pulled the car out of there and lit an Guano. oil fire in a can. And was oh, no. like, let's seal them up. And then when, when we open the door, they they won't like that smoke. They'll fuck off out of the garage. What the hell? So he oh, opens the door. Nothing comes out. He goes, hey, uh, boy, go in there and see if there are any bats in there. <laughs> no way. Right? So he sent me in there with the bats. And after that, I was like, fuck bats, dude. Because they came firing out of there like you would not believe. And uh, I ran. I just fucking took off running. They were all over me, up in my hair and up on, up my backside, <laughs> and fucking down my britches and everything. Dude. And That's I an can't, alternate, dude. Uh, alternate Batman origin story. Right yes, there. I yeah. like this one much better. 
And I've been yeah. ever since then. I've been like, "Fuck bats, dude!" And I'm scared to death of them motherfuckers. If I see them little flighty fuckers jumping around, I'm like, "No, <laughs> not me." Oh, but again, I like on that. the other side. Yeah, they're great. They're great for the environment and all. Like, keep the mosquitoes down. And you just all don't want them anywhere near your hair or your nope. or your. Nope. Wow. I don't want them anywhere near me. That is so, that's so the amazing. Thing that fucking turtles me up, dog. Like it's, it's bats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sad story. Everybody's got something. I guess. Oh, that's so good. Oh, man. Maybe Thanks. we need to do. You know what we should do? Thanks, if we Pop have Pop. Some time. <laughs> Making me go some... in there with the bats. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ruined that's me. Amazing. Have you ever told your father that? Yeah, of course he knows that. He fucking uh-huh. laughs about it to this day. That's amazing. He'll listen that's to this amazing. podcast too. He'll be laughing. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that, that makes that me MG so happy. was cool though, dude. I oh yeah, what, and was it British Racing Green? What color uh, was it? That one I think was red. Red is a good color for yeah. it. That those old like enamel lacquer yes style. Sure. Yeah, that's really cool. Paint. He's got good taste in cars. Yeah, that is that is that is you know, that's a car guy's car. Jake, we were Pop just talking cool about too. like. British Roasters. What was the one we just saw the other day? Was it a TR6 or something? And I was telling you the story about how I'm supposed to buy one because my dad used to pick my mom up in one of those before I was born or... Conceived? uh, Ejaculated? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) My dad, I think, is still looking after a TR6, an early, early, uh, 60-something TR6A, 68, 69? That's my pick of the... the British Roadster? Yeah, British Roadster. That's a cool ass car. I, would I like say a lot for me. Austin, Austin Healy, Mark. Austin Healy. Well, they're yeah. fast too. That's why. Yeah. Oh yeah. My dad had a Lotus Super Seven when he was. Oh damn. When he was a younger fella, and he he bought it, and and when he was leaving the dealership, he pounded on it and blew the slicks right off the back of it. Damn. <laughs> he had had to go get t- tires the same day. That's, that's ultra British. I love yeah, that. He roasted the slicks on the back. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, Pop Pop's a cool dude. You, if you guys ever get a chance to meet my dad he's cool he's, he's a cool dude bring him i owe to a lot show. to him for sure i would love to bring him to blade show that would be fun. we'll hire a bat lady <laughs> yeah scare the fucking shit out of me dude you should i have i have access to bats i just leave him at your house dude yeah uh, you should come when you come up here you come to philly a day you're just gonna leave that there we'll do like one of those like exposure therapy things you you have access to bats i what have access to i don't bats. even know what that means yeah, I mean, you're a big boy and all, but you might catch a throat punch for me if you put me in the same room a with throat a bat. Punch. If I have no other way but to Dude, get away. you know from... what? I would allow it. I would allow I it. I'd be like, yo, just punch me right somebody. in the throat because this is great. They just sketch me out too far. Uh, dude, they're cute. They're like little flying mice. I know. I should embrace it. I, uh, I got to face it. It's my adult, you know, thing I got to get, you know. Dude, it's okay. Listen, I... He's over there talking a lot of shit, but you yeah, put no. him near a spider Shut and up. cries like a little up, girl. Shut up, Brian. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, that's, that's where I, that, really funny that you said that because guess who has two tarantulas? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and I used wow. to raise them when I lived in Boston, and I was breeding them and selling them, making extra money doing it. It was out like a crazy hobby that I fell into, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, dude, I think at one point I had like 75 spiders in the house. That is my actual nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like wake up in the middle of the night and, and like cold sweats because. I dreamt there was a spider on me. There you go. Yeah, like you know what we should do is is have like a, a bats versus spiders fight, like a bat fight. Yeah. And then you could scream like spider fight with great know. responsibility. Yep. Yes. That was for spider Jay. powers. I think this crossover already happened, guys. At some right. point. Oh wait, no, let's Marvel and DC. It never happened. That that only in the. 
uh, amalgamation comics. Oh yeah. I'm glad you had the, site, you the source those? to cite for that. Do you remember Not those? all of them. There was it was a like lot Spider, Batman, and Wolverine were like yeah, the yeah, same yeah. superhero. It was really freaking stupid. And it was it was uh, Superboy and Spider Man, I believe. Oh yeah, God. Yeah. Now you know. Well, uh, the more you know. Yeah. Just, back to the I minute. Just joined Brian. I'm sorry. A nap. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know that some of this nerdtastic stuff is a little boring, and obviously a 20 minute diatribe about why I dislike bats was probably oh, not I, your oh, idea. That was my favorite thing. Yeah, yours. No, the bat thing was fine. I'm kind of concerned about putting my fear of spiders out there. Let me tell you. Well, I think talk about getting throat punched. Come Blade Show, you might just want to, you know, just keep an eye. You know, but I will. One more thing about like the fear thing of 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 stuff like that. Like, you're equally fascinated by them because like I watch spider videos all the fucking time just to skeeve myself out and kind of (laughs) like, I just think they're kind of cool. Oh. Oh my God, Dave! This is not the first time the spider the spider shit popped up, right? Is it not? No. Remember on Tim Reeves' fucking podcast? Oh yeah, it did. Oh my God! There was yes, like a half is... hour diatribe about we can, spiders. We, we got to move fear. past these the spider topic that we can't get off. Yeah, we um, spent at least half an hour talking about spiders. It was unbearable. Well, for my part in it, I apologize. <laughs> oh, don't you dare! You're the guest. Don't You're allowed you to talk about whatever you want. Don't you dare. Um, but the Minuteman, um, I, I, I don't think I ever handled one. I, I would never dislike the shape. Like I said, it just came back to the finish for me. This is a cool knife. They made a cool knife. It operates very well. And people who actually have taken uh, it, it, you know, and, and, and purchased one, they're, they're all happy. I, I agree. You I don't think I've ever so, seen anyone complain about it. I, yeah, it correct. has a very good reputation. Yeah, it does. Uh, but it is but, a little underrated. I would say it's coming in as an as an underrated product, and it was a first product too. And I don't, you know, you know, there's people are still like going like, "What's going on here?" You know, and so it might have suffered some of that. But in multiple finishes, I think it continues to be a winner for sure. I I, would I mean, I'm not saying they're sitting around collecting dust. We sell them, but there, I would love to do it in another finish so that more people will take a shot at it if they won't mm-hmm. do it because they don't care for the uh, smoke wash, you know. Because at the end of the day, once you get one, that, then my confidence goes up because I know you're going to be like, oh, shit, this is useful. That blade mm-hmm. shape is very useful, without a doubt. I and agree. It, it's operationally, and you know, it, it's opening and closing and stuff. Is, uh, it's, that's it's very cool. dialed. It looks like it, everything looks well-placed on it. You know, it just looks like a cool knife. But getting to the next model, which was right up my alley, was the Apache, which I mm-hmm. believe is the next model, right? Yeah, that was in-house. That's an, uh, one of our in-house designs. I am. That was uh, a lot of fun. I like knives that look like me, meaning they have a big belly. And <laughs> I think got some belly. And that's a it's that's a just my kind of knife right there. It's I a lot of cutting edge in a compact knife. There wasn't yeah, a think, lot of belly around. We were like, oh, hmm. Maybe. Huh? Yeah, you know that what knife. Um, I think that knife is kind of a very good example of our mission in trying to match form and function. Cause I think if you look at that knife or as you guys spoke about the fragment earlier, initially you're like, Oh man, that looks kind of, it's very angular. It's, it's kind of aggressive and it may not initially look like it's going to melt in your hand, but then you pick it up and it's like, Whoa, it's just kind of melts in your hand. And the, and the blade, is different but it's got a relatively high grind has a lot of belly so it actually 
has it's pretty a traditional. Ton of like I don't. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a very like functional traditional, tool, but also with crazy kind of edgy detail. Design. Yeah. yeah. I would say it almost has some Giger-esque things going on without without going overboard, which is kind of neat. We got to work with some uh, some someone really super special on the solid file, you know, that ended up being like a lifelong friend that we still do work with today. This guy Tom, and I'm telling you, man, like as far as <clears throat> taking the original concept of what I had drawn, and then Lawrence taking that concept and really getting into software, and then Tommy taking that and going that next step with it. <clears throat> it was also a really great way for like all of us to 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 um, come together and start working together. Do you know I, what mean, I mean, the drawing the drawing is beautiful, like uh, and the manufacturing on the knife itself is is excellent. Yeah, it's uh, high quality stuff. It's there's not a hard edge on it. It's it's really well thought out. And I we're was going really after impressed. A plus OEM on all. Yeah, stuff, I so. mean it, it it really it really blew me away because. Because that was like my my first introduction, and my, my my expectations were were high. You know, I I didn't think it was going to be bad, but it certainly did exceed them. And I think I told you that upon receiving it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was no, months I, ago I at this it. point. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, what after that was the fragment? Correct. Uh, which we talked about in detail, and I'm not going to linger on it too much. But uh, again, I think that that's a knife that. Uh, has that polarizing sort of look but once mm -hmm. you get it in hand you're gonna you're gonna appreciate what it is and the the attention to detail like having the two sized hex uh yeah, yeah. inserts i think it's just a practical little knife i know a lot That's of another in-house design there and you know not for nothing one thing we're not really touching up on is price point and oh I, yeah value I believe, is there i believe pretty yeah. strongly in those prices and so. i was i was deliberately holding back on the value side of thing because at the at the end of the day, like, you came in aggressive with this pricing, mm -hmm. and that's a that can be a dangerous thing to do in for for a company, and uh, you know, because preconceived notions over what you know, what a knife should be and what it should cost from that perspective, as well as from the industry as a whole, so yeah. it it's a tough line to. Uh, I think we learned a lot from the way that we built our Ballysong projects and, and in choosing the price points that we did made them price obtainable to a large market of people, you know, who were looking for that particular mm -hmm. product. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got like a cough. And then um, how is that not applicable here? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to distance myself from people and I don't want things that sit on the shelf because someone's like, yeah, but that's, you know... 230 that I would shovel if I was going to spend 250 I would spend it here you know I want you I, to I think it, you made it a no-brainer for a yeah, lot yeah you know of I'm trying to yeah. no-brain it yeah for sure we didn't I haven't changed the price point of those ballet songs it's since since their inception you know how hard it is to That's hang on to incredible. those incredible I don't know how you did it and bringing it's it back tough. to Apple too like I just because I was uh, something that rings true to me is that the price of the iPhone like people talk about like you know a thousand dollar phone like ten whatever the price of the phone that the iphone's been around now almost 12 years you know and the first iphone that came out was 650 dollars and like a you can get a new phone now for 750 and i think that that's a, an interesting parallel to make with with the knife world it's like what yeah. did if you go back 12 years what did 179 dollars get you 
Right. You know what well, I mean? I mean, it's kind of crazy as to what it gets you on the world manufacturing stage mm-hmm. now. And so mm-hmm. sometimes you have to look at some of the choices and MSRPs that people are participating in, and you got to start to wonder, like, is this an inflated number? Is this MSRP uh-huh. a number, where does some it sort really of number end? to play yeah. ball? Like, where does it really end? And where we want to really end is where the customer is like, this is like, I'm getting so much knife for this money, like, this is great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not like having them to have to kind of investigate, like, how much of a number is baloney and how much of it is, like, what the knife is really worth to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, that's I, I do think that the Minuteman may have been your, your first initial uh, obviously your initial release, but I think the Apache is your breakthrough. You know, I think that that's something that's going to hit a lot of people. Yeah, I like that Apache too. I really do. That moves us on. I mean, I don't know what order the next one is. Is it the Thresher that comes next? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thresher XL with Mike, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's just badass, dude. <laughs> it's, it sounds like you're cocking a shotgun when you fire that thing off, too. It really does. It's yeah. like... Uh, it's just a it's just a great feeling and that's a great design i mean it's it's a tried and true design everyone knows uh you know mike's design of the thresher and the story behind it and you know it's it's interesting because uh, i mean it's hard not to bring up the fact that another manufacturer made the design as well but yeah i'm curious it doesn't it doesn't it they both are unique there's not like a, a, a they don't feel like the same knife to Anything that, that we do, we're going to obviously put that type of like, uh, you know, those Easter eggs or the stylization mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. It has a very uh, touch, you know, uh, of us. That, and we want to make sure that the maker's cool with that. So obviously we're working in tandem with these guys, you know, right along. Um, and when we did the Thresher XL, he was like, I do this knife called the Thresher. Have a look at it. Would that be something you were interested in? Mm-hmm. I'm doing a smaller one. Do you want to do a full size one? And I was like, looked at the, that, and I was like, how big? You know, we went over some dims, and I was like, hell yeah, we should do this. Like, look at one, the size of this thing. This thing is awesome. You know, one and so that, I'm very happy with the product that we we got. Oh, from it, it. dude, it's badass, and I can't wait for more people to get their hands on it because yeah, I think people freaking love like it. it. And the price point on that is like, a, talk about a no brainer. What does that one cost? Like, I think one. I think we're gonna do one eighty nine on. That. Yeah, forget it. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's, that's bad, the dude. same price as the Mastrop one, but it's bigger, so that's a pretty good deal. It's. The other thing is that it, it feel I gotta send you, Dave. I didn't even I've been really like hoarding a lot of these, to be honest with you. Uh, but I need to send you this one because it's it doesn't feel like the mass drop one. It has its own character and it also has a bit of a forward choil. So it adds a little more functionality to the knife as well, without sacrificing any cutting edge. Yeah. I mean sorry, that was just a monologue I was having with Dave about the knife. Well the mass drop folks were are nice people and you know like um we we put the excel designator on the end of the name of the project yeah but also just to uh, to to be like yo just to make sure you know like this is the fucking big one like this thing is (laughs) yeah right you know what i mean and it's just a it's another knife that uh i'm excited to work with mike because it's something that we've been trying to put together as he's grown as you know his own brand and his own you know custom maker identity and then if we've kind of been growing in tandem you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. we were all talking like in the beginning when we were all kind of getting going and so this is a chance to round back with friends and be like look i always wanted to do this shit yeah yeah and here we are you know doing it you know 
Then Brian will tell you. I've I've said the same thing to Brian when we first met Brian. I was like, dude, we should do something. No, and like, there's a honeymoon thing going on here. You see this theme that's happening in this time. But he, but he'll he'll Water validate the fact that that's what that's what's up. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, sure. I literally was like, Brian is one of the guys that was there when we we first got going, and you know he was getting going and stuff as well, or was probably already up and and making some some pretty badass customs at that point. Um, you know what's interesting? And I was like, uh, fuck, I want to do something with this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And still and you do. Know what, I, and I'm glad that you... <laughs> that's not subtle at all, you know? No, but I'm straight up and down saying I want to work with are. Brian. And that's, and that's <laughs> freaking awesome. And I like his knives. And I believe it, it, in his his uh, choices there. For sure. His philosophies. And that's going to... Actually, Brian, I want to talk to you about this because you know, you prefer larger knives too, right? Like, just in general? Yeah. And... Uh, uh, I feel like it's starting to creep back into the mainstream too. I, I'm not saying like I, I can predict like a, a trend. Right place, right time. Right place, right time. You know, I think uh, there was a time where people just wanted really tiny knives and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then people realized, oh, well, these are too small. You know, I kind of needed a little bigger. Uh, and I feel like maybe you guys have uh, a catalog that ranges from tiny to to huge, but. Where do you guys see the trend going? Do you think uh, the larger knives are going to come back, or is it a... At, at SHOT Show, I, I kind of noticed that um, the small knife was kind of trending. I know Kershaw, or was it ZT, their main um, knife was that little, that little tiny, that little tiny guy. With Tim. And, yeah, with Tim, and, and there was a few other booths that I saw where they were pushing um, real small stuff, small mm-hmm. autos. Stuff like that. So I think that small and light is is trending, but I don't think that necessarily means that big is trending down. No, and I yeah. think uh, I think what's interesting, and Lawrence, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, because I feel like the production companies are like maybe a, a year or so behind behind what. Yeah. Do you want to know of, why? You want to know why Gretzky was a great hockey player? Because he was thought he, ahead. Cause he, no, because he played where the puck was gonna be. Gonna be. I knew there was like, it was gonna be. I feel like that's also the strategy in Space Invaders. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's a good way not to fucking get your ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Play yeah, where absolutely. the fuck is gonna be. I think it's just an interesting. You can see the, uh, I, like I said, knife collectors are pretty fickle. So, mm-hmm. once they have something, they want something else. And I think that's the the upward battle that Brian faces sometimes with how he designs stuff and like what size does he make it in. But you guys have can bring out an entire line of stuff and, and kind of see what where the market takes itself. It's a cool. It's a cool. Uh, you kind of have to make take. everything because it's it's almost like fashion, right? I mean, mm-hmm. one day baggy clothes is in, then it goes out, and then it comes back again. I mean, you see a lot of stuff that's inspired by the '80s now mm-hmm. in shoes and. Sure. And clothing like the 80s is kind of making a comeback so i don't think everything ever goes out uh i do remember a time when i first got in or well, back into knives about 10 years ago there was um uh kind of a theme and it was because of the spyderco military because it carried so compact but it was a humongous a knife, knife. yeah and that kind of like started this whole discussion about well why carry a compact when, when you can, have you a can lot carry of knife a, in a yeah you can carry a bigger total. knife that's thin and narrow and it's not going to feel much different from the small knife but it's going to give you like a four inch blade as opposed to like a one or two inch blade that's not as 
functional and it's not you know weight wise maybe it's a couple ounces more but you're getting like double the blade so totally. um so that's that's more of a it's not even a trend i think that's also more of a, a discussion in design philosophy yeah, and I mean, efficiency I, and I, I there's a lot of people who's like oh i need to have it's got to be a three inch or it's got to be a 3.25 it's got to be a three points i don't think there's any difference in carrying something like that like a three and a quarter inch knife versus a four inch knife personally right in terms of how it actually feels in your pocket i mean it's really everything else every other dimension of the knife that you uh that you actually feel it's 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 a mix between function but it's also a mix between uh like you just said feel and, and character and right fa so, and the fashion and the fashion piece of it too like yeah and like like i'm in i'm i'm heavy into to watches and uh like i like a steel let's bracelet i like a yeah, I know. that's another, that's not, you know, uh, Pandora's box. I, but, I don't wear titanium watches because I don't like the way they, they, they don't feel hefty on my Yeah, there's a, there's a difference between, you know, a heavy watch and a light watch. I like the feel of a heavy watch and some people don't. I mean, it's it's almost the same thing if you're going to shoot like a polymer pistol or, or 1911. Yeah, you know, like exactly. some people like that weight and the way it handles. And other people are like, oh, I'd I don't want to I'd rather know I'm wearing the watch. I'm with you guys. Exactly. No. That's, that's a great, that's a great call out there too. Um, so what's next? What's the next, uh, the, I know which one I'm looking forward to, but I got to tell you the name's a little trendy for me. It's probably going to work out well for you is the Overwatch. The Overwatch. Yeah. Um, that's a cool ass knife. That's another in-house cool product. Knife. Yeah. I've been waiting another... for so long for that to come out. Cause that it's kind of the was... one we start, one of the ones we started with first. It was very, very challenging to design. Because we wanted to capture everything that we put into it from the prototype phase, but when you migrated that to the production phase, um, like we didn't really want to sacrifice a lot of the look and a lot of the feel and the, the stylistic cues. We we kind of put in the works. It's subtle, right? It's not it's not over the top, but if you look at the way uh, it's designed, there's a lot of subtleties, a lot of little design cues that. They look subtle, but design-wise are very difficult to pull off efficiently. So that one, I'm, very, I'm really excited about because that one gave us fits in the uh, design process. And we finally kind of, you know, wrapped it all up and figured it all out and, and got a really nice functional uh, prototype. So I'm, I'm pumped about that one. I'm, I'm that guy, too, when, when, the, when, the, when the package arrives, you know, and, uh, you know and, and I open everything up and I'll look at it and flip it open and whatever, and I'll be like, nope send it back wow just right just like that dude like i i uh, if it ain't right I can tell it ain't right that's that that's just that, that. I, I, you know what i want everyone what? to be able to look on if anyone who's listening is actually curious you got to go to their to their website bladerunnersystems.com and they have a whole section dedicated to the evolve line and you can actually I, i've never seen a company that's so transparent with with their design process and, and philosophy and it's all written there in black and white so you can actually Go through and look at some of the upcoming designs right what, on there. What uh, what Ed said is so true too, to the point where, when I know it got to his house, I get nervous because I'm like, yeah. if because if the text is kind of gonna come, it's he, he's either gonna say it's awesome, or he's gonna just remain silent and like not say anything. And mm -hmm. and I'm like, I know it's coming, I know it's coming. I'm like, he's about to rip this prototype a new asshole and. And I know, like, I'm not even, I never, if he's like that, I'm like, I, it's over. Like, I don't, I never say, well, send it to me and let me see. Maybe you're just 
judging it too critically. I don't even do that. I'm just, he's like, do you want to see it? I'm like, just send it back. I don't even, I'm not even going to argue with you. Dude. <laughs> just send that shit back. Seriously. So it's like, it's nerve wracking for me, but. Maybe with a touch uh, of salt. It has to be a little bit of salt. Yeah. But when, it, but when he does like it, then I'm, it, it's the same thing. He's like, well, it's awesome. Do you want to see it? I'm just like, oh, nope, just don't even waste your time. Don't waste a week sending it to me. Just go and let's go. Uh, let's go have, it, have it done. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to work. I don't often see these. Uh, I see the prototypes, but a lot of the times I don't see a lot of the final production, and, and I miss uh, a few of the phases just because of that. I'm trying. I, I trust him to that level where I'm like, don't you don't need to waste time for me to write it up. Just go ahead and, and, and go with it. Yeah. So the workflow is there, you know, for it mm -hmm. to land at my house, for me to 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 pour over it. For me to talk to Lawrence and, and Tommy and WhatsApp, you know, and be, like we're working constantly on this stuff, constantly. You know what I'm saying? Like by the time you see a knife, <clears throat> I, I'm 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 You're I'm past that knife. I'm yeah. on. I'm down. You know, like right now for like normal people, it's 2019 or whatever. Motherfucker, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's 2020 for me right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and you have that that really. I think that collab you have with Nova Blades is gonna be. Yeah, a, dude. Hit. That I think that that's gonna be it. That, that, I think, uh, I don't want to misspeak, Lawrence, but uh, I think we, MSRP-wise, that, that thing is like a gift as well. Like you were telling me, you really were telling great me about spot. It. We're, yes. we're aiming for, um, and I guess this is kind of unofficial, but uh, we're trying to aim for under 150 for that uh, knife. I, like, we want to be in the 140s if we, if we can. Dave, Jake, did you guys see this thing? Which one is it? It's the, the uh, what's it called? The, um, the Nomad. Nomad. Let me Google. It's the Nova Blades color. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's no, a, I saw it at the show. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. a titanium I, liner yeah. lock, right? Yep. You yep. and Jake checked it's, it out when we were steel. sitting there. It is, it is a steel yeah. liner lock. Not yep. it's steel, I saw steel. that one. Steel. Yeah. Yeah. Cool grind. Yeah. yeah, and we worked up another blade shape on it, too, so I, I really like oh. that knife. I think it's what, got what's some the other, what do you, Yeah, the other blade shape a drop point of sorts? It's a Bowie. It's a bowie. Oh yeah. Yeah. That should be it's, interesting. It's a sexy one though. Yeah, because the, um, the Tanto wasn't for me, but that sounds awesome. Did I tell you about um, John Gonzalez at Dervish? You did not. We oh, have maybe a, you mentioned it in passing, but I don't think We're doing the that. we're doing the Navajo with him. Oh wow. And uh, dude, let me tell you, when I first started getting into knives, like way back when in like I don't know, two thousand That was one of the ones that got you. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I wanted an alchemy really bad. And I literally had to like make a whole company just to get one of his knives. <laughs> but like, <clears throat> just a dude that I like his design aesthetic really speaks to me and stuff. So to, to get a, to get a collab with him too, yeah. is awesome. That'll then, be a cool. Collab. Yeah, for sure. There's some people on the hit list in, um, too for collabs too. Yeah. That'll be the first knife that we do in a, a bit of a higher end steel too. That's going to be M390. So mm -hmm. that's going to be interesting. If you, especially cool. if. With M three ninety, if you can keep the price point under two hundred bucks or something like that, you're you're doing good. Yeah, people are starting to offer it for under two hundred, which is pretty nuts to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, our steel is lab tested steel, so I would say if mm -hmm. someone's offering a product like that, that's a comparable size and you know thicknesses and so on and mm -hmm. so forth, for under two hundred, you might want to you know shake well, the tree I'll, and see I'll, what falls out of it. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's just they're not making any money on it. At least in, yeah. the, in the instances Sometimes that... there are lost leaders in this industry, for sure. Yeah, People need that's... you know things to, to get garnish attention. But In my experience, the, the steel has all tested 100%. It's just your margins on the knife are just nothing. Mm. You know? Yeah. 
So well, like I, I said, you know, sometimes that's a choice. You know? Well, I mean, I'm sure you can do it. Uh, you know, in the, it's possible to do it in the mid 200s. I, oh yeah, I for think, sure. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, even if it's not under 200, it's going to be, you know, not much further. I would imagine. We're not really creeping uh, much past that with this yeah, particular I mean, that's, product that's, if at all. So. Yeah, that's a good, good place for you guys, and I think it's where you're gonna. For sure. We have I the little wait, f- I can't fixed blade with Jeff. Man. We did we did do the imp and take that to production. We put it on a little uh, emulating sheath. It's like a rotating sheath, like the old cell phone sheath. You could like spin around, you know, oh, so you wow. can carry it, scout carrier, <laughs> carry it straight up and down. It's kind of fun. that's that's uh, <clears throat> thinking outside the box there. So we did do that um, little fixed blade with him. But I would love to do a folder with Jeff too. Eventually, that would be you know, cool. His I want to do right. His design language would work well with you guys. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Absolutely. Who else do you guys think you're going to be collaborating with? And I, I want to work with Brian. It. Obviously, we said that Jesus. in the show. Brian knows. I that. see what this is all about. <laughs> That's why we came on night and night to fucking see if we could get Brian to fucking get get I'm, down with I'm, some. I'm, you know what? I'm not even mad about. It, it would have been much easier to give me a call. It would have been better for both of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that, Brian. <laughs> I probably should have done that. What about um, with uh, Jake Lucas custom knives? I heard he's an up-and-coming maker from oh. Pennsylvania. We, um, Brian for sure, uh, um, John Gray. <laughs> John Gray. Um, I've been friends with John for a while. He's another dude where actually I probably should call him. He's the that's best the only way to, way. Are you to kidding work me? with that's him. That's the only way. Yeah, that's I've tried some way. different, like, kind of texty back and forth. Oh, no, that's a terrible idea. No, no. Work. Yeah. The only text <laughs> I ever got from John Gray was when my father passed away. That was oh, literally... Damn. He doesn't text at all, and he made me know, like, and I actually got a, a chuckle. He got a chuckle out of me during a horrible time. He was like, I want you to know that I texted this. And I was like, <laughs> he really did. As so that's how, that's how rare a text from John Gray is. He's foot to the floor, that guy. Yeah, sure. make him give you a good he's design though. He's foot to something. I, I, he has good designs. There's yeah. no, there's no. I don't, mean, don't let him give are, you one of the fish hooks. No, there's production challenges in trying to do some of his asymmetrical stuff and this thing and that thing, and so when you're thinking about bringing something at scale and at production, you know, we got to choose a project that really works best for that. So he's he's someone I would want to work with. I love his stuff. I have my wife has a keeper. I have a keeper, <laughs> like you know, mm. like I, even some of the just like the the little knickknack things knick-knack. he does. I think very. Uh, I think the keeper has some mainstream potential. It's uh, a I very, just, very. Uh, um, it has a lot of character. That thing. I, I carry know. mine literally every day. It's like I, I have one on right now. I have some know, left. It's just hooked on my pants, and that's what's up. I don't even fuck with my. Mine's got abalone inlays. What does yours have? I have a one that's a glow one, and one that's a standard one. I have a glow one too. Those glow oh, ones shit. are cool. Yeah. yeah. We're keeper buddies. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Here we um, go. Diskin, Matt Diskin. I would love to oh, work yeah. with Matt Diskin. You know, big, just another big, cool big ass friend dude. of the podcast. We love him. Yeah, he's just cool, and his and and his knives are fucking baller. Tim Galleon, I would like to do something with. Is never met Tim, Tim under before. exclusive contract with Kai still though. He just came out know. with that new design. <clears throat> if anyone can break that contract, it's probably BRS. <laughs> I would say that um, I think he has his own uh, custom stuff. He's migrated. Yeah, to. Yeah, he just and, started making customs again. Yeah, and I mean that design is very nice. Yeah, he's a talented ass dude. Yes, Definitely. incredible. And then obviously some more in-house product. We we, we never stop, you know. We we're always concepting, you know, what the the next couple in-house projects would be. Um, and then RJ, 
I've talked I've been talking to RJ ever since we go into Nick's. I'm friends with his son, who's a cool ass dude. My dad collects pens as well. I was so. thinking he's the pen guy. Yeah, I got some pens off him. They're super high quality, really nice. You know, I want to hang out with your dad. My dad is a cool motherfucker for sure. Yeah. He's cool. He's he likes awesome. pens he's and old cool. sports cars and stuff. Yeah, Pop Pop knows what's and up. Bats. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he, he knows likes bats. He, he has no problem with bats. <laughs> RJ Martin will be interesting because I feel like no, there hasn't been a lot of justice done in the production There's arena. There's never been an RJ Martin production knife that felt like an RJ Martin. Yeah, what was that ZT yeah. the 0600, the gigantic one? I had one of those. I had one cool too. Knife, it was, but it was not it was an terrible. RJ Martin. I don't want to say it was terrible. But it was terrible. It wasn't. When you terrible. open up one of his customs, and uh, you know that uh, my the buddy ting, has one the of those. Sound, so. the everything yeah. about it. Yeah, that was distinct. And the ZT yeah, did none sure. of those things, and that's why it was not no. that great. I think that must. It, it, it's it may be something that's very difficult to capture in a production space. Yeah. Well, no, it just had a real floppy D10, and the blade was like it was huge. Know, three the sixteenths of like, an inch. Yeah, it was half thick. an inch thick. Yeah, it was now nuts. the. If it came between, if it came down between a collaboration between, I don't know, let's say Brian Nadeau and R.J. Martin, who would you choose? Uh oh, <laughs> you're such a douche. If I, <clears throat> let's say one said they wouldn't work choice, with you if the other made a knife. I would say the it's, it's somewhat difficult to land R.J. And if if I felt that R.J. was as playable as as Brian, it might be a tougher choice. But I've been working on working with R.J. Martin for a long time, mm-hmm. if you understand what that means. I do. So the, the, right now, I think that it's like if Brian would commit to a design that he wanted to run through BRS Evolve, I think that would be very actionable. You so that's that, my Brian? Actionable. That's my um, best. Yeah, Brian, I mean, every never designer said that. can't has get a over book. the fact that he said R.J. Martin over me, so now uh, that's like it's I can't never get past happening. it. He did say R.J. Martin <laughs> over you. <laughs> he did. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. I mean, every a, every designer has a, and every designer has a book of product. I'm telling you that there's passive income in your book. You, you, there's, you're never going to make every design you're going to make. Brian, you're never going to realize every one of I love this Do you know what I'm saying? And there's really no sense to not on board with a company that has a fresh look, a fresh face. Slick. Do you know what I'm saying? That is doing, trying to do something markedly different from everybody else, where your product can have a home and be treated, you know, in kind of a different way. You heard and it here first. Folks. Very slick. That if that's you know something that you're interested in, then I think that phone call you were talking about is is not too far away from happening. Or maybe irrelevant. Someone drop a bomb you know, for that one. Right now. Right. Oh yeah. We could talk for sure. Yeah, is... I appreciate that. I know yeah. it's something we've talked about before, dude, and like I said, we, when we're working with people right now, you, it's literally a laundry list of people whose work that I admire. I'm oh like, my God. you know what I'm saying? I just had an idea. Yeah. Do it live. Do a Knife Nuts no, podcast. I'm going to do it live right now. <laughs> the Cyclone fits BRS's aesthetic so well. Oh, shit. Am I wrong? First off, that was my worst-selling knife. Why would no, I ever make that again? Now. Every time I post a cyclone, everyone's like, how can I get one? Where can I get one? You can't get one because Brian said it's the worst design he's ever made. Well, that's the only <laughs> reason those people want one right now. And, I, I mean, I still think it's, I think it's, I a, think I think it's, it's one a of the idea. best designs you've ever done. <laughs> I think it's a great design, too. It's my first uh, one of your knives. Still happen. Ed, are you, are you familiar with the, with the cyclone? 
I am a big typhoon dude. Everyone's a typhoon. There's too many know, of them. There's too yeah. many typhoon dudes. Here, Check out the cyclone. I, mean, I think it cyclone really does. Is the, uh, it's very curvy and aggressive it's like the looking. It's like vented handle in back or whatever. Only some are vented. Yeah. Oh, I, okay, okay. You don't have to Why? shout I'm at gonna, me. I'm gonna yell and <laughs> I'm gonna yell and and sh shoot bats out. This of is my Brian's head. biggest yeah, right. stand right here. <laughs> uh, How dare you accuse them all of being listen, vented? I'm just spitballing here. I just think it would work. That's all I'm saying. I think you it, guys could do something. I think it would fit the aesthetic too. Yeah, I think it fits the aesthetic as well. Now you're just lying. To now, me. now that he got the Google image up and is looking at it, he's really. Now I had to pull the the. the uh, I had to pull that. Um, it's the one with the scallop and the blade that I like too. I like that yeah. too. Yeah. He's just making stuff up now. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine, Ed. I see how it is. I'm good off the cuff, motherfucker. I'm. Uh, yeah, you are. You know, you're good. Um, so what else? I mean, uh, we've, we've been talking for a very long time. Yeah, I appreciate um, that, you guys' time uh, we've, doing this. Are you kidding me? I, I had a blast. You, you're, it's, it's so nice not to have to force people to talk. That you know is good. I mean? Like, one of the hardest things about doing, uh, this podcast, and it's not very hard at all, I'm just gonna put that out there, <laughs> but, but the truth is that sometimes, you know, you gotta, like, really, really probe for information, That's you know? True. Yeah. And you guys are an open book. Like, I didn't... It's so appreciated, and I think... I hope our listeners really understand that this was it, it, just a very genuine time. We There was, like, no prep for this. Like, you know, yeah. we, we just know each other. And we, we mm -hmm. said a long time ago that you're our kind of people, and we get along. So it's just an, it was an obvious choice to have you guys on the show. Yeah, that's cool to hear, dude. I appreciate our that. Our listeners are going to react to to this episode, I think. That's my prediction. You guys are in uh, Philly? Some of us. S some, yeah. We're spread out. Okay. One's, one's in uh, someplace else, and one's in New Jersey. Oh, oh okay. I'm a secret location. Well, I'm in Connecticut. Jersey, but, I mean, like, I fly down. I'll, I'll fly down there to work with Lawrence not too long. Uh, I, if, uh, I Lawrence, where do you live? Together. I'm in uh, central Jersey. Oh, in, okay. Uh, oh. Yeah, right, right smack dab in the middle near the near the coast. Oh um, man, Old Bridge. You didn't grow up in Central Jersey. Though, you, in Old Bridge? Right? No, I didn't. I grew Did up. Did you in say Denver. you're from near Old Bridge? Old Bridge, yeah. Dude, there used to be a concert venue in Old Bridge that I used to go I, to every Friday night, and it burnt the fuck down. <laughs> oh well, no. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say something, but that one's still up, so I guess. Which one is it? Star, not Star. Is Starlight Ballroom? I think. The, not Starlight Ballroom. I know that's still there, but the, I forgot what it was called. But uh, it was the craziest thing ever. But it was in Old Bridge, New Jersey, and we would all drive out there, and like every local metal band would be playing there. And even then, I was a kid, and I was like, "Wow, this place is a fucking fire hazard." There's like one exit <laughs> on one end, and there's like three stages in between. Uh, but that's all I think of when I think of Old Bridge, New Jersey. I saw Blind Guardian there for the first time. Wow, nice. that's a pretty yeah. good venue, though. It was. Shout, we to, shout to Oldbridge. Tastes and metal. Wait, so Ed, where, where, where are you? We were talking a little bit about the fantasy. Where am I? I'm in Maine. Oh shit! Really? He's in the yeah. coolest state of all of us. I what say. part of Maine? I'm in mid the middle Maine. of nowhere. Oh, so not near Portland. Middle <laughs> of nowhere. Yeah. Shit. Where I, it takes is me legal. fifty minutes to get to a Walmart, so I'm out. Yeah. Every time I go up there, 
uh, my friends are like, oh, man, I heard it's nice. What are you going to do there? I'm like, I'm not going to do shit. This guy lives... <laughs> there like, ain't shit to do. He's going to work yeah. on his basement is what he's going to do. Yeah. yeah. And every time I go, it's for work anyway, so... Right. Yeah. Damn. It's nice That's up a, here. Yeah. If you like being outdoors and, oh. you know, hunting, fishing, camping, shooting. That's great for all that type of stuff as well. There aren't yeah, a lot of knife companies in New England, so that's cool, too. Yeah. The retreat is in our future, that is for sure. Oh, yeah, come up, by, uh, by all means. By all means. Or like I said, if I go down, you know, Philly's oh, not yeah. that far oh, either. We gotta, like, absolutely. We should just plan something. I don't know why we wouldn't have done this already. No, it's totally, totally within the realm of reality. I would love to do it. Like I said, we're big fans of, you know, you guys are content generators. I fucking have had fun listening to the pod. I need to catch up on the Leong Ma episode. He's another dude that I would love to work with, speaking of people to mm-hmm. work with. Um, I've known that guy, cat for a while, man, um, from that Nick's show. That Nick's show really opened me my eyes up to a lot of people and put me in touch with a lot of people. The guys from Spartan, mm-hmm. really super They're cool dudes. Great like, guys, yeah. You know, like, I'm just, I feel like, I don't want to forget anybody that I want to call out and be like, these people were nice to us. Like, you know, go and patronize their products or go see what they're all about. Like, I'm not, obviously for us, it was like the Reeves, Spartan, all yeah, those yeah. guys are just good people. You know? But do you, do you know what I mean, Levin? Like when you come from a place of appreciation, how different your fucking whole jam is. Do you know totally. what I mean? And you know, I absolutely do. And you know, it's uh, without getting into another diatribe of something, I for me like i've been in a position where i'm lucky enough to know a lot of people in the industry and really appreciate what they do mm-hmm. and part of this was like a platform part of this podcast was a platform to show that appreciation and talk about the stuff that we love and give people the credit that they're due you know yeah that's so, a really good mission mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying if that's the mission statement of 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 knife nuts then you know i hope it lasts forever sorry brian <laughs> But I hope it lasts. Oh my forever. god! <laughs> it's about the people. It's always about the people. It's a That's good it. mission, dude. You know, there could be worse fucking things to be you spending time doing than this. That's for sure. I appreciate. I had. Saying a, that. I've had a good time. Uh, there's not that. enough uh, of this type of. Um, there's a lot of knife reviews. There's a lot of uh, very critical knife reviews. Um, yeah. But there's, yeah. That's what's no shortage of those. But, That's. But the there's not a lot of. Um, there's not a lot of just like general content so with, with flipping it's it's a little bit easier because you can flip the knives and that is the mm-hmm. subject right but when it comes to just all knives like it's, it's hard to create content around that um because if you get too technical you can lose people you know what i mean so Jake, it's nice that you guys are doing something that's <laughs> like say Jake. yeah you know, yeah, you've got to be a little bit. I, I get that. Like, obviously, you're going to talk about some details, but but uh, it's humanizing. It makes it something I'm fine with just being the the technical guy. I'm fine with just catering to the two percent that Jake has his base. Care it, about little do they know that you're the guy that strips naked, puts on a, a tackle belt, and walks out onto his front lawn. <laughs> Well, I don't know how the two are related, but I'm glad we got that anecdote yeah, in there. Yeah, I mean, technical guy. There's the soundbite for this episode. Spice yeah, there you go. Life. It's all good. But yeah, just you know, humanizing things and making the products more relatable to something that we enjoy. You know, it's just the cool yeah, thing. Yeah, really. I, I sincerely hope that people will fucking get like fed up with status quo fucking knives and come see what we're about and once you get one of these things in your hand you know uh, I think we have a good chance of earning your fucking business 
you know what I'm saying? I want to earn people's business. Absolutely. And I I think you definitely will, if you haven't already. Yeah, for Uh, sure. I think that's a wrap, fellas. I mean, uh, we really appreciated having you guys on. I think this was a really cool, informative episode. You know, with a little, with just a you know a sprinkling of zany, which is how we, uh, we yeah, prefer it. You know, <laughs> maybe a little bat fight. The bats are yeah, back. Actually. Yeah, spider fight. Stuff. Dave, is there anything you wanted to say before we close? Um, do we have to give a knife away? Do we need oh, to do yeah. that? You don't have do to, but like I said, we would play ball, and I uh, think if I we'll say do. it... We might I be do. obligated by our Patreon to give one away. I think it's what right. we'll do is we don't have to give it away in this because we, I have to figure out the logistics of it. Maybe we'll just host that for our yeah. Patreon. Stay folks. tuned. So we'll be in touch giving... with us. Let us know how we can help out. And, uh, you know, like I said, friends of the podcast for sure. We, and, yeah, we love um, you guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Anytime you guys want to awesome. chat or whatever, it's, uh, it's our pleasure. Remember, you guys can go check out everything they've got going on on their website, which is actually something that is amazing. They have a website that actually has stuff on it. <laughs> Obviously, they're on Instagram. Uh, Lawrence, you have your YouTube channel. Do you want to tell us? Is that just under Blade Runner? Yeah, it's if it's a uh, knifezoid. Um, that's also my Instagram with the uh, underscore because someone stole my name, but uh, that's, that's another story. But anyways, um, yeah, I post a lot of stuff there as well, but most of it's uh, Blade Runner Systems, uh, mm-hmm. Facebook. Instagram and our uh, YouTube channel as well. And Ed, you run the main Blade Runner systems. Instagram? I think we kind of co-chair that. Lawrence definitely sees a lot of content there, but I often do go lives and some other aspects of it. I tend gotcha. to um, get on to do a lot of product announcements and inform people chat about. With you most of the time. Yeah, and when products are going to drop and stuff, we try to really make sure people know about that stuff because. Um, still you know even after all this time they're still selling out quite quickly mm-hmm. you know and believe me we're, we're we're always trying to we're always scaling up so that's cool that's awesome well thank you guys so much for joining us uh Thanks for so that us. wraps up this episode of the knife nuts podcast hopefully we'll be back uh within the next couple of weeks uh with another episode for you guys uh thank you peace and, out uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. see ya
because uh, well, their reign was so short that that's more than a slight age difference. I mean, they came so, and went. Yeah, Jake, you know about it, right? You know about Diamond Riders. Yeah. That, there, that was there was the a shit. brief time they were my favorite toy. Oh my god, easily. And I'll I, be 44 they, this year, so. So maybe I, you you may have been on to bigger and better things, but uh, I don't know. It was like the it was the 80s. It was what like 86 ish. I'll yeah, be was, honest. Didn't catch Dino Riders. No, you definitely didn't catch. Look at I already up, had dude. a whiff of pussy by then, and I was done. With <laughs> a whiff, God. Um, I had the non-existent <laughs> void that I was living in. Dave, just look up Dino Riders and tell me it's not the most metal fucking thing you've ever seen. I mean, I think I can already guess what it's going to be. So. Ju- the, Google the f- it. All right, I'm Googling. I, I would agree with Brian, though. The first time I saw a lady's mitt, it was all over for me. I didn't give a fuck about nothing else. Well, oh, I thought I you were going to say it was in Dino Riders. No, that, that would, quite, that would quite have been quite wonderful. Right. I don't know what I would have done the if lost episode showed her badge. <laughs> yeah. you know, this quest, time. Where Quest Star and Serena... Tonight on Dino Riders. This is basically like Space Jam for my generation. Lola Bunny was pretty much the sexual awakening of mm, every man in his now late twenties. So uh, for me, it was Daisy Duke. The first time I really like uh, that. That saw means Daisy you are Duke. very much older. Than oh me. yeah. And Daisy Duke's also not a cartoon. No, but <laughs> yes, that's it, true. not a cartoon. It might I as never, well have been. I never caught wood to a cartoon, dude. Oh, Jessica from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, Jessica Rabbit is a classic. Yeah, but I didn't wank to it. So so the 90s Jessica Rabbit was Lola Bunny in Space Jam. That's true. And then uh, R. Kelly really came to fuck that movie up. Can I just say something? I've never been really into any anthropomorphic animals. I mean, I Mm -hmm. I won't want to say I'm into anthropomorphic animals because I am not a fucking furry. Just Lola Bunny when you're like... Eight years old is pretty I have hot. a question that I hope you guys can resolve. It's been I kind hope, of a, I also hope we're recording, by the way. A lifelong I mean, problem. It's like what? when you have anthropomorphic animals in a movie or a TV show, who decides which ones can fucking talk and which ones mm-hmm. are just subservient mm-hmm. animals that they eat or what? Like the chickens can't say shit, but the fucking dogs can say whatever they Someone's want. Someone's been watching BoJack Horseman. Or been smoking weed. Have you watched BoJack Horseman? Uh, the first season of it I watched. The for second sure. season, there is an amazing episode where they describe. You know the you know the the rough concept of it then. So yeah, I seen, got the premise. Of it. So it's just like you know people and anthropomorphic animals all just living in harmony, but there but there is actually livestock in that universe as well, <laughs> and they're just basically lobotomized chickens. They have like human hands and stuff. So they they don't they get a bucket of arms instead of legs. It's pretty what crazy. What the fuck nightmare sense. scenario, dude? Is this? It is, and one the whole show has them like saving this, this like basically retarded chicken. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Never. It's a you should. It's a net, Netflix original, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, the, the message is massive. Like it's really like whoa. But right. uh, I actually really enjoyed it because it didn't take itself too seriously. Do you know what I mean? I think Will Arnett is really super funny, and uh, yes, yes, he's very talented. And I think their whole take on what depression and all that shit is like yeah. probably really put it in perspective for people. I don't I suffer think, from it, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I like. I mean, it's a more realistic approach to a lot of it. I think. Yeah, but in watching it, I was like, "Oh fuck, that's." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's cleverly written, so it might be worth watching just oh, for that. I, I think it's good. Dave, you'll like it, man. Right. Seriously. I give it a shot, too. 
Um, are we all here? Should we start the show? I think we, we're all ready. You're welcome to do it. Like I said, I know Lawrence was trailing. Oh, that's true. How long, how far is he? I couldn't say. I, I sent him a text and said, grab a pair of headphones when you click the link. Uh, and um, you'll see his request to join. Well, if, he, I mean, if, he, if he's coming back, let's, we'll hold out. I mean, that's not a big deal. And then we can just, it'll be easier than having him jump in halfway, I guess. Yeah, let me check and see if I can West get jarring, some info from you. Eleven, you just or he could just out last episode and we just kind of kept going. <laughs> I know, I'm just double check there. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, double check if you have any pending updates. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, making sure I don't have any pending. Uh, uh, Ed, you didn't listen to the last episode, but like ten minutes into the last one, my computer decided to update. <laughs> Really? And it's like, a very Windowsy just, thing, by the way. Yeah, to I was like, "What the forced update?" You know what I was? I was putting it off so much, and I think maybe by the time it came up, I was just like, "All right, I may have clicked install or something." That remind was, me in four hours, so many times. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't. I don't mess with Windows anymore. I've no. I mean, I'm, on have a, to I'm on a Mac. Let's be honest. That type of stuff, supporting doctors, computers, and. Stuff like that for my old job, and it's just like, oh God. So we'll I don't like that. Windows. I don't. Don't pee in my ass. Please the don't. Har- get me the harbinger started. of my Mac Mini arrived, aka the Apple Care packet. Did Uh-oh. you get a new Mac Mini? Yeah. Dude, I got a, I got a grant to pay for it. So that is badass. That yeah. I Except want for one real bad. The institutional discount is less than your personal discount, so but you didn't Tom have had to, to pay more money for it. Then. But you did. <laughs> but you did. You have to pay more money for it. No, I got a fellowship that. Pays yeah, I was for gonna it. say. I was gonna say. Why would you buy an Apple product without talking? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I mentioned that to them, but yeah, no. I got. It's all paid for by the NSF, so I'll have it soonish. It takes forever to get it because they don't go through like the normal consumer channel. Hmm. But I'm excited to get it. That's my yeah, big, big they, well, they had to go through the educational channel. That's why. Yeah, yeah. and it, nothing comes fast. No. It's just however long your rep decides to put the order in. Did you see? Did you? Did you CTO it or is it? Uh, I'm sorry. Did you? Did you customize it? Yeah, I got 16 gigs of RAM and the 512 SSD. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. I really <clears> should have gotten more RAM, but I can just put put it in myself. No. Dude, the I 16. Did... 16 gigs uh, of the 1867 uh, DDR3 yeah, in my iMac, and I did the uh, Course i7, uh, mm-hmm. the 4-gig yeah. Core i7. Well, I, I do really computationally intensive stuff with it, so it's right. like 16 gigs is, is probably not enough, truthfully. If you, you'd be surprised, like, and I don't care what you're doing anymore on the computer, the thing that is getting hit the hardest is your graphics card. No yeah, matter well, what, it, it, I mean, it, yeah, it depends on what you're doing, but it, it used to depend on what you're doing. But now, literally, what happens is is your CPU, if if you're on a Mac at least, the OpenGL language will yeah. actually just f- yeah, force the main compute. Yeah, yeah, because they actually are better for a lot of computational modeling stuff. They at least for processing primarily. large amounts of data quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like instead a, of in sequence, like the NVIDIA, the Titan V cards are for just for sort of data analysis. Mm-hmm. Computational mm-hmm. modeling stuff, but, but even the um, R9, the uh, yeah, that AMD, um, mm-hmm. that thing runs pretty hot for being in most stock iMacs and also yeah. uh, offered in the uh, Mac Mini. So I'm not that deep into Python yet, so I can't really do GPU compute stuff. So MATLAB right. basically just uses the processor and RAM, so it's not very sophisticated. Yeah, not. 
I'm I'm recording this on a 2012 MacBook Pro. There you go. There, yep. Nobody needs half the computer they buy anymore. The only bad thing is I don't actually own the Mac Mini. It's technically the University of Connecticut's property. So, mm-hmm. but when, well, when you want to buy have... one, you just let me know. <laughs> I'm going to have my VPN running 24/7 on that thing. <laughs> I'm very nervous. Yeah, I was going to say, all, all that means is if they get mad at you for something that they can't get rid of you for, technically, they'll just go on and say that you looked at porn one time in, in 2009. <laughs> Definitely going to have to remember to switch it, computers. Uh, someone <laughs> should find out what his VPN is, go onto that computer, and change his, change his uh, background to Lola Bunny. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That See, was the Lola circle. Bunny thing is now like deep into a bunch of talk about GPU computing, so... They might never hear the little bunny thing. Sorry, guys. Your jokes, you're not going to get your jokes off. I'm going to come well, out looking like roses. Smelling most like people roses? don't understand that most of this shit is about instructions per pipeline. And the problem mm-hmm. with a PC is that you've got 40 bajillion pipes. Processes. Like, and yeah. processes going on at any given moment. Yeah, correct. So Just to Ed, stay like running. a system admin or something? No, but the, the shortest fucking, you know, point A to point B. I mean, like, come on. Sorry. I know. You just know a lot about this for a knife maker. Well, I don't make knives. Let me I mean, knife make company proprietor. Yeah. Um, designer, sure, I've got a bunch of designs out just, there in the Just say world. CEO. We like it. It sounds very yeah. important. Yeah. Well, it is my official It's your title, um, sure. Title. Yeah. Brian's uh, CEO of Sharp Eye Design LLC. Yeah. That's pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's <laughs> funny. Obviously, I've met Brian before, and we met him at the East Coast Custom Knife Show, and I think we were introduced to one another uh, by the folks from uh, Jersey Devil, maybe. Yeah, it could uh, be. That sounds yeah. right. And 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 uh, everything that Brian told me he was going to do with his brand operation, he has done. You know, from meeting him then till today. Wow. Just to see that guy have a vision that you know. Uh, <laughs> he, I'm I'm laughing, but I think Brian's well, vision is to not see us as much. You're, you're yeah, you're, but Ed, you're right. Ed, you're right. It's true. He, he what has, he was talking about wanting to do with his product, his brands, his brand operation, the the um, the Typhoon, I mean, the earlier models and stuff, that guy went out and did that shit. So I'm like, yeah, it makes me want to work with him even more <clears throat> because I'd wanted to, you know, uh, even when we had met him, you know, before when, when both Lawrence and I were earlier in our career and he was earlier in his. So. Brian is here, if you didn't know. Yeah, I know he's here. That's why okay. I'm saying this shit. I thought there was like third person. There was a lot of like confusing pronoun usage, so I didn't know if you actually knew he was it here. Was, it was praise. I, I really enjoyed that. It was nice I to hear we're that about Brian, like on he Brian's dead. behalf. Yeah, I mean, whatever pronouns you want to assign to Brian. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> the fucking guy does what he says he's going to do, and he makes some pretty sharp-ass noises. 100%. Yeah, for sure. I miss it. Yeah, I, I like all that stuff. Since and I don't mean to talk about ago. him like he's not sitting there, but I just thought it was a more holistic way to tell that story. It was you lovely. Know. It was beautiful. Should we just jump into this? <laughs> yeah, you might as well. I mean, like, if Lawrence uh, can join us I, later I and that's not just, problematic to you. It'll be great. I'll just cut it. He'll just he'll parachute. We, we can add some, like, uh, a sound of him parachuting in or something. <laughs> the Kool-Aid right. man breaking. Like a helicopter. Just we hear a helicopter. Can we? Is that our soundboard for that? I'm sure there is one that I can add in post. I do not have one queued up. You know I only have, like, three. And they're the same tired ones we've been using forever. Just that oh. really loud Demi Borgir <laughs> No, I don't, I don't have that one queued up. Because I don't he have the intensity sort of normalized on. has just things. walked in the door, so. Oh, so we're close then. Oh, okay. We're close, yeah. T-minus. I was kidding. 
Maybe we should start the episode with us like all parachuting in somehow. <laughs> right. <laughs> like well, we upload it to YouTube. We show shitty animations like that. Uh, uh, dude, I am not at that level yet. Yeah, of After I'm, Effects or whatever. That's what I need to find. Like, if I could find an animator that doesn't want to work for money, <laughs> right? Or doesn't would... work for a lot of money. Who like doesn't really work for money? Right. I mean, works for a very small amount of money. A very small amount of money. Like, a but, really small amount of money. Like, dollar menu stuff? Or? Like, we can go as far as fo 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 Yeah. A little 4-4-4. My uh, friend has got some connections to some developers in Vietnam, so... I right. think they work pretty cheaply, so... Hmm. I don't know. Vietnam, you say. I, I, do, have, I do have my buddy that... Um, is going to be doing our motion graphics, and he would do it, and he's he's a good friend, but I would, I, it's, you know, it may be, uh, that may be a little tall order. Because imagine what it would take to animate a full episode. Oh, that would be, oh my god. That would be insane. Have you ever watched uh, Kevin Smith's uh, Smodimations or whatever? The, uh, I have, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I'm, I mean, it would be amazing. It would be so funny. Have you seen the Puffin Forest, uh, the D and D um, animations that that guy does. No. Yeah, those are really funny too. They're about his Dungeons and Dragons campaigns, but they're done with like really rudimentary. Yo, uh, by the way, this is the sec. I just want everyone to know this is the second time Dungeons and Dragons has come up in conversation between Ed and I. Yeah, sorry about that. In the past, <laughs> I'm what? all for it. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, oh, really? but what? I've only spec spectated. It's a beautiful thing to watch, and it's very me. I don't know why I never did. Yeah, it. I mean, you should it's hard, try. It, yeah. It's fun. It's just hard to find people to do it with and the people that do play it maybe you don't really want to talk to on a regular basis <laughs> it's one of the it's kind of an all or nothing thing there's not a lot of I mean, casual people what if we set up a Dungeons and dragons thing at blade show <laughs> yeah right I, sure I, I bet we would draw a crowd i bet i, I bet a lot of people would show we would definitely draw a crowd from the same crowd that ed is trying to draw people is from, that a so. vape or a or a bong who me yeah was that you that's cbd yeah oh good i almost oh, my little, my little salve is downstairs. What am I gonna do, Jake? Uh, my, what are you, were you gonna smoke the salve? No, I was gonna <laughs> put it on my neck. Oh yeah, I could use that right about now. Mm. I, you know what I do have is a is a Blade Runner Systems coin. Oh, there you go. Rub that on your neck. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rub it on my neck. There you go. <laughs> is that what they call it? There's like a digital samurai samurai and a digital skull samurai on the Why other not side. Turn green. Yeah. That'd be kind of rad, actually. That was a cool, you know, that's just, uh, talk about the depth in which you're willing to, to invest in your um, experience. Swag. Swag. Well, yeah, you know, it's like you're creating an experience for someone. It's like, you can be, give them a knife and be like, here's a knife in a box. Or you can be like, and here's a coin. And what we did with those coins, or what we elected to do was, we printed off a coin so that there would be one in each product for the run, so let's just say from for, for conversation, it's like a collectible like, thing. Yeah, it was like a two hundred piece run, but I randomized the coins. So what I did was I took five percent of the coins and made them the rarest, then ten percent the next rarest, and so on and so forth. So there's you, chase coins. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hate you. So, <laughs> so um, we just wanted to, it's just another way to like make a more experience, you know, and a deeper. Mine's the rarest uh, one, right? I don't know. I don't recollect what I sent you. To be fair, <laughs> um, I told you it's got it's got. Um, yeah, but what color is it? It's copper. 
Oh, copper. Yeah, that is kind of a rare one. There you I go. Mean, You're on the feel, map, guy. It feels like copper. Right. It's pretty cool. I would like to have knife nuts coins made. I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah, oh, not we a, can barely get t-shirts made. No, right. we. it's not we can barely. We just have not. I think coins would probably be kind of expensive if I had to guess. It's they weren't. The, they weren't. Uh, they weren't cost prohibitive, but they are. You know, you gotta develop the artwork. You gotta. You know, I can do that. Yeah. that's easy for me. But you need to choose. That, you know, our logo would work great on a coin, actually. Back mm -hmm. when, when we first released one of the first runs of Bally songs that we released as a um, direct retail uh, thing. I actually hand drew graffiti on every box in that run. Also, the second <laughs> time graffiti has come Must up. In yeah, that that's well. I gotta just. I know. I'm into that, dude. Put it on Front Street, you know. Like. Oh, you guys should see the uh, the graffiti logo that's going to be on our next shirt. I'll send it to you. Uh, oh yeah, I haven't even seen it yet. I've I'd like only, to well, me one of them only heard of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you guys. Hold up. And the colors and stuff are not finalized. There's just the overall. It's not super crazy. Every once in a while, I, I see someone posting up their knife or whatever, and they're posting one of those old boxes. And I'm always like, wow, dude. And I remember, like, how old my kids were. It, like, for me, it becomes this, like, immediate trip down, like, okay, I used to live at this other spot when i did those and i i remember doing them in the garage <laughs> like freezing my ass off like mm. out in the fucking cold with spray can like so it's just also something uh uh kind of archival for lawrence and i you know mm -hmm. when we look back at all the additional projects that we did in tandem with trying to you know ingratiate someone's experience with our product i can literally see this timeline of our business which is kind of fun for us so that is I neat. think Levon and I probably have something similar. What yeah. is it that? Where are you going with that, Jake? <laughs> the, the three or four or twelve different eras of oh yeah, knife yeah, yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first it was whiskey pickle knife, and then it was like sober whiskey oh, pickle well, knife. I mean, it goes then, you know. goes well before that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Technically, yeah. I'm at least just cutting it off by the you know the appearance knife of knives it's cool to see these things evolve you know? so. ah see i see what you did there yeah well uh <laughs> when you control language you control a lot of things right so that is true you're very uh you're calculated i i can uh, i can appreciate that i think you kind of have to be especially if you're on like this production side where um you you need to everybody's um involvement you need to really co-source talented people and 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 like get them to all uh, kind of synergize and that type of stuff takes. That's how you build a lifestyle brand. Yeah, which I think arguably uh, you're in a I lifestyle. Think, you've yeah, got a we're lifestyle in a lifestyle brand. brand. You've got a lifestyle mm -hmm. brand. That is definitely what it is. And here's a quote that proves it. My God, how did that just happen? I'm right. like scrolling through your website. Uh, I'm going to read this quote to the gentleman. BRS okay. is is a much is as much an art form as it is a knife and gear company. Everything within BRS is influenced by our backgrounds, interests, experience, and history. The products we design and manufacture are very personal to this foundation. I actually really like that, and it and it definitely rings true to home for me. And I'm well, not that it, uh, corny. It's um, it's just be, being uh, like honest about 
you know, what we're doing. Uh, and, and like, I guess if, if you only believe that you can sell knives cause you're a wicked rad operator with a cool H and K, then, mm. you know, there's that. But if you believe that you can kind of like, you know, put your own, uh, thoughts, ideas and artwork into a product and still find an audience for it. And quite a verbose one at this point. I mean, like we just dinged 50,000, uh, Instagram followers. Um, and I guess however many Facebook ones and Twitter and so on and so forth. Some of that's mm -hmm. duplicitous. I mean, obviously, some of the same people there, but... Mm -hmm. But hey, it's something. But it's and something. It is, a, it is, a, it is that's a, not an insignificant number. And it's even better if you can not be the operator type with a really cool modified H&K. Well, you have to build that shit organically because they will not let you participate in any of the advertisement venue. Exactly. Uh, that other companies get to get the enjoyment of, of. Dude, I was so nervous posting that picture of that pistol that I bought. Like, I was afraid I would be like, oh, that's it. Done. No one's ever going to be. I'm going to be blacklisted from Instagram. Yeah. Well, Lawrence is here. That's funny because you would think we'd want the attention of the gun people who are a very sizable audience. It's not like we're it's not like we're making money off ads. Zoomers, yes, but yeah, but sure. uh, social media ads. We don't have any ads. Well, I mean, Lawrence. I'm going to mute Lawrence until he has headphones on. <laughs> Cuz it's going to cause ah, you know what? Echo. There he right. is. And I just sounded the like the Godfather. Whoa. All right, well, this part I'll cut. I have no idea to do what to do with like the last twenty minutes we just talked about, but uh, just—I mean, it'll be all right. Like we're—I think we'll naturally progress into that stuff again. And you've recorded it, so maybe we could. Uh, yeah, I'll throw it at the end or something. Do like the pre-Lawrence files. <laughs> Brian's got to be like, "You're killing me, Smalls." Oh, he's—he's he's dying right now. I guarantee it. Listen, I'm hanging on to this podcast by a fucking string as it is. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I thought your like, extended absence from us was helping. It is helping. That's the only thing that saved me. I miss it's, you, Brian. It's helping him realize he doesn't want to come back I, is what it's I feel doing. so disconnected from Brian these days. I know. Me too. Well, I meant all that stuff I said about uh, you, Brian, for sure, man. Like, uh, part of, you, part of uh, the enjoyment for me is like the, the fucking Motley crew. Like I definitely like listening to this podcast because I can hear from you. I can hear from Jake. I can hear from Dave. I can hear from Wow. Someone like knows it's... my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're... Podcast you're but it's not kind supposed of... to say Dave's name. Oh, that sorry. Name. I didn't know the it's rule. that other guy. It's like <laughs> fucking candy man. I just say candy man. Like the other, the other guy on the podcast, mm. right. that guy and those guys. But um, it is, it's good. It's good to have your voice. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's just demographically good or whatever, but like you're also a super talented machine operator. So you have something to offer from a technical standpoint. That, Yo, that's my man <clears throat> you're talking about, right? There. Do you know what I'm saying, though? <laughs> <laughs> Jake's yeah. about to be the that, talented That's a really, that, that is a very important part of why this whole thing worked is because I, of I Brian's so. position within our motley crew yeah we rode his way big time. It, it it would work better if like when jake goes on his rants about the shit if i start arguing with him about it but yeah. he just it just i get by the time i hear it and i get to say something i would rather just keep it to myself <laughs> Brian, how do you feel about the fact that it's going to be the lover the hater the maker and the maker we got jake now he's transitioning yeah right he's still well, the he, thinker he's still he, only he, thinking about it he could take my maker spot that's not a problem 
<laughs> Lawrence, what are you doing? Building a sandcastle? No, it's okay. We're, I'm just going to pick on you until you're here, so. Yes, I do mean, you have headphones, though? Okay, oh good. my. Cool, I just want to turn off the. I just want to turn the echo cancellation off. Okay. I think we should be good now. I'm not hearing any echoes. Lawrence, okay. say something real quick. Yep. Uh oh. We good? Yep, we can yep. hear you. He's yep, a boom. What a booming voice he has. It's commanding. It is commanding. Cobra commanding. Right. There you go. No, I, I have that. Nope. I, yep. I handle all that stuff. No worries. How was boxing? Oh. That means it went well. I'm going to stop recording because I need to start recording again so that Lawrence can get added. So I'm going to stop.